I'm going to open these drapes. <clears throat> Is that better? Is that a little more natural? <clears throat> what's up, Rudy Jazz? What's, Harbin what's up, Harbinger? Yes, today is the day. Today is the day the alien invasions are supposed to begin. Alien contact. The, the day I should have put gel in my hair. I just jumped out of the shower. Um, yeah, I should have put gel in my hair. What, the, I hope you're glad that the alien invasion is before work, and that way you won't have to go to work? <laughs> yeah, the a you know I've been I've been we'll start I have a plan of what I want to talk about but before we get started I'll do a little informal thing. Yeah, I've been on the X board obviously, and a lot of the chatter is people, and this happens every time we have a happening. Every single time we have something that's supposed to be going on and it doesn't, you can go to the X board or, or Godlike Productions or anywhere, and you'll see. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a second. We'll see. I mean, this should give you an idea what's going on. I'm holding up this bottle of honey. But you go to the export, you go to Godlock Productions, you go to uh, parts of Reddit. People keep going, when? When? Like, is, it hasn't happened yet. Is it going to happen by 3 p.m.? Is it going to happen by 6 p.m.? Is it going? And then July 18th is going to... I already saw on the export yesterday someone say they're not coming yet. I, I stopped it. I was able to stop the aliens from coming. I was like, guys, come on. This is the problem with predictions. And it was a prediction. This is the weirdest thing about this. I mean, it's a prediction made on Reddit of all places. And the X board hates Reddit. And the only reason it got any play was because it came out. And then we had the government steady that was supposed to come out as well, which landed like a landed like a drone with no pilot. That's a bad analogy. Don't don't ever use that one. But yeah, they're moving the goalpost. You were right, Medi. They're moving the goalpost to 28th. I've seen them move it farther and farther and farther. Hey, Stuart, I I'm doing okay. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but And they didn't pay me anything to hide the aliens' nuclear glue. But yeah, so we're already seeing them moving the goalposts back. We're already seeing them change, which we knew was going to happen. But let's talk about, let's talk about, this is, we've, I've had a really weird week. This is going to sound weird. I'm going to kind of touch on some stuff. Um, I'm going to touch on it more in a future episode, but this is, this is kind of an interesting story. I want to share this with you guys. I'm obviously on vacation. This is not my house. This is not my art. This is not my leather couch. I'm hanging out at my mom's. She's doing laundry. So, so I'm allowed. <clears throat> So I'm doing the live stream now. Hey, Misty. Hey, Lenica. So as you can see, I have a bottle of honey. This is a, a moxicillin. Tylenol. Some prescription. On Tuesday. It started on Monday. <laughs> hey, Leo. It started on Monday. I got a sore throat. This is going somewhere. This isn't just me complaining. I think this is really interesting. On Monday, I think anyone, people recognize these. This is sort of, and also, I I just feel crappy, but um, 
as I'm looking at my bear friend. I got sore throat on Monday. I, I got to recalibrate. I got a sore throat on Monday, and it got worse. So by Tuesday, all I first off, my mom had some strawberry ice cream. I was like, great, I'm going to save this for the live stream. But when I got a sore throat, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm eating it. By Tuesday, all I could eat was Jello and ice cream. And between Tuesday night, say 8, 8 p.m., I'm eating ice cream, all the way until Saturday noon, I didn't eat anything. I couldn't eat. My throat was so raw and sore. And I had a double ear infection. Again, I'm not complaining. This, this has to do with aliens. This is going somewhere. Aliens didn't give it to me, but for three days, I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat anything. I, I remember on Wednesday, I drank a single bottle of water all day long. Every time I took a sip, it was like someone putting the toothpicks in my ears. And it felt like that for about a minute, maybe 45 seconds. I did time it. Because I'm a masochist. Every time I took a sip, it would feel like someone was shoving toothpicks into my ears for about 45 seconds. So I drank one of these in an entire day. By Thursday, I realized I got a drink, right? By Thursday, I realized I have to drink more than one of these a day. I looked at, I actually looked it up. What's the minimum amount of water or fluids, water really preferably, that a human body can subside on? It's two of these. One liter of water is the bare minimum your body needs to survive. So Thursday, I drank two of them. Super, super painful. What had happened was then by Wednesday, my mom took me to the Med 7 and I got amoxicillin because they said, you have an ear infection. Dummy, you should have known that. And my, they go, your throat was super raw. It's red. It's just a basic sore throat, but it's just complicated by the ear infection. So they gave me amoxicillin the day after that. They gave me prednisone, which is a steroid um, anti-inflammatory. It's not those. It's not those weak ibuprofen. Not for the normies. I get the steroid ones. And for that, I said, "Do I have to eat anything?" And the pharmacist goes, "I just told you, yes." He goes, you have to take these with food. And I go, do I have to eat them with anything? She's like, yes. That's why I said that. Hey, Cantillians. Hey, Sir Vlad, Harkon. Hey, Anthony. Take a little break. Hey, Borkoff and Free XP, Eli Vertigo, Chef M, Carson. Thanks for stopping on by. <clears throat> After, <clears throat> so to take my, this was Friday night, to take my prednisone, I had to sip on Slim Fast. This is the only thing I could even think about eating. And it each drink would just coat my throat, coat my ears, and just linger. It just felt like I was swallowing little Wolverines. <laughs> like not the superhero guy. Little guys just scraping me up. And I'm sitting there and I'm taking and the thing is it's one of those things like you know you have to drink it. And you know it's gonna hurt really, really bad. But you gotta. So I drank like half of a slim fast. I'm taking the prednisone. I'm feeling better now. There was a lot of concern about whether or not I was able to do this. And I wouldn't have had I not, had my mom not taken me to the Med 7. So thanks to my mom. Had, um, hey, Cantillians. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
And then thank you, Daniel, for joining us and Skink Hunt 42 as well. Red Sunflowers, nice to see you guys here. Silent show. And Dylan Boy just popped in. Um, so I'm feeling better now. The reason why I'm telling this story is for two reasons. One, I plan to do a I plan to do something different for this show. I was thinking, oh, dude, that would be dope. Maybe I'll like paint my face green. <laughs> That's the budget of this show. Maybe I'll paint my face green. Maybe I'll invite my good friend Miley Cyrus on the show, which it's so funny. Out of every out of everything I've ever said on this show, she's not my good friend. I, I knew her a long time ago, but out of everything I've ever said on this show, the Miley Cyrus claim is the one people get the most irritated about. They don't believe me. And it's so funny because I'm saying, oh, yeah, dude, I saw this demon-possessed clown driving kids around. I used to be haunted by a little blue boy who showed up at my work. Thank you, Vertigo. Thank you very much for the donation. And, and yeah, Cantillians, thank you as much as well. I'll give you a second shout out for that. Um, out of all the crazy stuff I've ever said on this show, my Miley, oh yeah, dude, I used to talk to Miley Cyrus. People get so mad when I bring that up. But anyways, she could have come on the show in a hypothetical situation where I was able to contact her right now. But I'm not able to do any of that stuff. I still have a show for you guys, though. So my eyes shift from side to side. Um, people were like, are you still, are you well enough to do the show? And I said, I am. And I almost forgot this show. I didn't forget is my eyes again shift from side to side. This show is brought to you by. I'll silence my phone. Now this show is brought to you by a quiet place. Part two hailed by <laughs> just pretend I'm not reading off my phone. Hailed. I, they don't expect us to memorize this, right? Right. Hailed by critics and audiences around the world, the biggest thriller of the summer, A Quiet Place Part 2, comes home today on digital. Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face terrors of the outside world as they continue their fight for survival in silence. Starring Emily Blunt, Killian Murphy, and Ja Moon Hansu, the terrifyingly suspenseful thriller of <laughs> Jason. Yeah, you did pretty good on that. It's not like there's a pronunciation key on here. The terrifying suspenseful thriller A Quiet Place Part 2 is now available with exclusive bonus content featuring director John Krasinski, who takes viewers deeper into the world of A Quiet Place. Also coming to stores on 4K, Ultra, HD, and Blu-ray July 27th. Bonus content available on participating platforms rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. I actually just watched this last night. I watched uh, Fireplace Part 2 last night. It's good. I liked it. It's interesting. I'm, I think if I had to, <laughs> that, yeah, I can't tell you. They're like, hey, well, I think they should turn this into a TV show. That's my thing. I think that there is a lot of material. If you, if you like the second one, you'll, I, I like both of them, but. If you like the second one, the, if you like the first one, the second one is a, a continuation, like a minute after the first one. And you watch it and you go, there's so much more story you can tell here. And is it something you're going to wait every two years for as they're making movies? Well, I guess it was supposed to be one year. <laughs> you know, the pandemic pushed it back. But um, I think they could easily turn this into a television series. Because it's not super special effects intensive. It's just the aliens are the special effects. But I thought that was a great way to do um, to do an alien invasion special by talking about a new, what I think possible alien invasion franchise. I also watched, because I'm on my vacation, I'm watching movies. I watched Tomorrow War. I really enjoyed that. 
that's on uh, Amazon. That's not a that's not an ad read. Um, <laughs> I know how to pronounce their names. I don't need a pronunciation key for that. But no, I did like A Quiet Place Part Two. Check it out, especially if you're a fan of the first one. It's just a continuation of that story, and I they should turn it into a, a miniseries at this point. But we're talking about me being super sick. Um. Yeah, Forgotten Shadows, um, it's interesting because as you're watching the movie, it, you have to have, we're talking about Quiet Place Part 2, Forgotten Shadows said there's some rules in the movie that seem to shift and change and stuff like that. Um, that's true. But it's such a weird concept that the aliens are only, I, I, I was thinking about that too as I was watching it. If you had an alien, because if you're not familiar with it, this is a movie review show, but I've already started this thread. I guess it kind of goes to alien evolution in the first place. But these aliens, if you're not familiar with the movie, they can't see. They're, they're based on sound. So any sound, they'll come scurrying across the ground. They'll come from all over the place to get you. So you, as you're watching the movie, you think, well, what about like a squirrel pooping in the woods? What about a waterfall? Which is what Forgotten Shadows was kind of mentioning. mentioning. Um, how come? Why doesn't that always throw them off? Um, cause, uh, why, why don't they always go towards rivers? It's because those are a natural thing. If you were a predator, you would have to learn to get rid of the natural sounds. Otherwise, every time it was raining, they'd be running around in circles and stuff like that. Where am I going with this? The point, the point is, is that it does make you ask questions about like alien evolution, stuff like that. I think Forgotten's thing is why don't they just live by the waterfall all the time? Um, maybe it's haunted, forgotten. Maybe it's a haunted waterfall. I don't know, but I did. It, it does make you kind of think about alien evolution. This one kind of shows them coming to Earth, which was cool. I think there's a lot of material in the beginning of a quiet place world, the invasion, that I'd like to see as well. So I hope they keep making the movies. I really hope they just turn it into a mini series or a series and just explore. It. Could be the next Walking Dead. Could be the next Walking Dead because that one's ending. So I think it's fair to say now, I think it's fair to say now, Media Streak just updated us. He just got a bulletin from the export. It's supposed to happen August 1st now. I think we know now aliens aren't invading. It's 10.15. Hey, Nicole. It's 10.15 here in um, Pacific Coast, the best coast, as it's known around the world. And it's Pacific Coast. There's no such thing as the Pacific Coast, the Pacific time zone. It's 10 a.m. here. It's other times in other parts of the world. I think it's safe to say, as I'm looking out the window, there are no aliens. There are no aliens. Well, there's no aliens coming to Earth, I think would be a better way to put this. And, and we knew this was going to happen. It's such an interesting thing because we want it to be, on the one hand, we want it to be, we want aliens to exist, right? I think that, I think that we all have that kind of shared thing. It just would be exciting. And then we want aliens to show up. It would be really cool. One, it would be a whole, I told you, so, I would have told you so moment, all the skeptics. They're like, ah, as they're, as they're being beamed up into space, their bodies are going to use for experiments. You're like, I told you so, as like probes are going into your stomach. That, that's, not the, that's not the main reason. It would just be really cool to see that happen. But it's not going to happen on July 18th. Now, they're going to keep – this is fascinating. We've seen this happen with so much stuff. Um, 2012, we saw it kind of happen. They got the date wrong. They just move it forward a little bit. And then they'll forget about it. Like all the diehards are still, if you go to the export, if you go, I'm sure God like Productive, God like, if you spend more time on the export, 
trust me, Godlike Productions is the most insane elements of X on Godlike Productions. <laughs> so, I mean, Godlike Productions is, gets to be too much. Like, I can be like, oh, X, you know, scrolling through my phone. Godlike Productions, you can't really phone post. People, it's it's so insane. It's like an old school forum. And most of the people on it have been on it for uh, decades. Been on it, I, I th it might predate X. I'm not entirely for sure about that, but Godlike Productions, they'll keep pushing it back and pushing it back and then they'll forget about it. But we'll see some diehards holding out until midnight. And, oh, no, it's not midnight in Guam yet. Aliens may show up in Guam, and this prediction is going to be true. There's nothing wrong with making, there's nothing wrong with making predictions. Um, I mean, as long as they're not hurtful to anyone, as not, long as they're not like, oh, you know, I predict that I'm going to kick you in the face tomorrow when I show up at your house. But you got to admit when you're wrong. That's the problem is when people never admit that they've made a mistake on it. They'll just keep pushing and pushing, and then eventually people forget about it. And a couple months from now, I shouldn't say that. I'll say a couple weeks from now, a new prediction will pop up. Oh, the world's going to end. It's so funny because in our lifetime, assuming you're over the age of 21, which not everyone is, but in our lifetime, there was the one. There was that one. I love this shirt. SK shirt got eaten up by a dog. I'm having my fight for glory. Pride and Honor Alien Resistance shirt that I talked about on an episode. And I thought it was so funny. I went back and bought it. You can tell, like, it's all clip art. This is my favorite shirt. I have Dead Rabbit Radio merchandise. This is not my official shirt. I wear this shirt more than I wear my Dead Rabbit shirt. Um, there was, a, there was an apocalypse in our lifetime. It was the one that was true. It is the one that could have happened. It was the one with the fixed deadline that could not pass. There was no pushing it forward. That was Y2K. That honestly was the most likely end of the world scenario we have ever faced. I mean, sure, solar flares, meteorites crash and stuff like that. Hey, Big Spike. But... Y2K was a real serious thing. Like, and there were people who were working around the clock. I wish we spent more time as a conspiracy community looking at Y2K. Like, that's almost like the, ah, oh, that one's kind of, that's the nerdy conspiracy over there at the glasses. I'm going to ruin your ATM machine. That almost brought down society. And we found out about it. I, I don't know why we don't talk about it that much. I mean, because just as a fact that we stopped it doesn't make it any less dangerous. I mean, people realize like two, three years beforehand, or that's when we were aware of it. Hey, guys, computers may no longer work. And people just diligently for three years did it. And I remember reading articles up to the end, people going, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Nuclear glue says you forgot about the Cold War. And that's true. I mean, but that. That seemed like it, it seemed like we were on the edge of a cold. It seemed like we were on the edge of a nuclear war all the time, but there wasn't a date to it. I remember as a kid being very afraid of nuclear war. Red Dawn absolutely terrified me. It's a great movie, but it was so scary. Um, twenty uh, nine eleven was. I mean, not nine eleven. Um, Y two K. They was like this was a doomsday countdown. 
Like if we didn't do so, and it would be it would be if like um, like I'd say the Cuban Missile Crisis would be more equivalent to a a, a doomsday countdown. And they're like, we have what was it like thirteen days to take care of this? Like these ships are coming here, and we got to figure out something. But Y two K was like the legit end. Well, it's so funny. Forgotten Shadow says the computer's not working. It might lead to societal collapse. To a lot of like that's when you think about apocalypse and not an apocalyptic thing. When you think about apocalypse, I think going back to Mad Max times. I have buddies who love who would love to be in Mad Max times. I think going back into Mad Max times would be an Armageddon. It wouldn't be a complete wipeout of civilization, but it'd be a wipeout of about 6.5 billion people. You would immediately, I mean, you the 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 old you would have people just get wiped right off the map in the first couple months. And it would just go, well, for the first couple of days, you people who needed oxygen tanks, people who needed medicine and stuff like that. And then it would just completely just fall apart. And uh, yeah, you would just have massive die-offs. And some people are really into that stuff. Some people I know are like, I want to go back to a state of anarchy, a state of returning to nature and things like that. Um, not me, not me. And this is an interesting question too. Um, sorry, I was just reading these comments real quick. Yeah, Carson saying that it was um, Y2K showed us that we were so dependent on computers. And really, we've simply become more dependent on computers at this point. We have decided to kind of double down on that. But um, I'll say, you know, it's interesting because I was, uh, dude, it is so hot in here. What is it with this? I don't have to go turn on my air conditioner. It's super loud, but. Going back, so th this is what we're, this is interesting, and this is kind of what I think a message we can take away from my horrible, horrible illness that I'm getting better from. I, I'm still pretty sore. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk, but I'm going to talk as long as I can. I'm back in Sacramento, and when I was really, really, I've never done heroin. I don't think I'm going to do heroin, but when I was in so much pain, I couldn't drink. I was in so much pain, I wasn't hungry. My body, I, I was not hungry for those three days when I couldn't eat. It was what, Wednesday to Thursday to Friday, yeah. Tuesday night, I ate, and then Saturday morning. Yesterday, I ate three bowls of soup, and I felt like the fattest man in the world. I felt like just this giant who wandered into a village and was eating cows. My body stopped sending hunger signals to my brain. And at no point... Like I'd smell something every once in a while and I'd be like, mm, that smells good. But at no point was I starving for 80 hours of not eating because my body was like, dude, you cannot eat. We're not even going to tempt you. We're not going to put dancing cheeseburgers in your head because you can't eat. Your body won't let you do that. I was that level of sick and I was sitting there and I thought, you know, I'm back in Sacramento. I could make a couple phone calls. I could get like heroin. Now, I'm not going to use heroin, obviously, but that was my mindset. You're like, Jason, let's just make a couple phone calls and get some presendone, get some steroids. That's what you need. Like, oh, my knee. Oh, where's my where's my heroin? <clears throat> but I was just so in such pain. I needed relief. <clears throat> and I thought, what if, what if, as much pain as I'm in, what if I schedule a heroin deal and I get arrested? <laughs> You know what I mean? I show up. It's a cop. It's an undercover cop. And I get arrested. And now I'm super sick in jail. 
And I thought about that. I've had this feeling before. I remember once I had severe diarrhea. I had severe diarrhea. This, this wasn't at the same time. This was years ago. I had severe diarrhea. And I was reading the news on my phone. And I was reading about people getting arrested because I was reading true crime. And I thought, what if, what if the day you get arrested for being a heroin dealer, for trying to sell heroin to Jason, what if that's also the same day you have hardcore diarrhea, right? Wouldn't that be the worst? You're already going to jail and you have diarrhea. You're already going to jail. You're like, Jason, those don't even compare. One of them you're in jail for the next five to 10 years. And then you, <laughs> then you just happen to have that diarrhea that day. It's not even a complication. But it's like you can't run from the cops. <laughs> the cops are running to like bathroom to bathroom. They're like having to wait for you as you're wiping. I'll be out in a second. <laughs> but I was thinking as much pain as I am in, it would be worse if I was in more pain and in jail. But then I thought, then I thought, what if? Aliens invaded, man. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here. I'm sore. I can't eat. Forcing myself to drink. My phone is messed up. Here's another thing. Don't use straight talk wireless during an alien invasion. Don't use... This is not a promo. This is an anti-promo read. Straight walk. Straight talk wireless. I have my reading notes here. Straight talk wireless will get you immediately killed or abducted during an alien invasion. Or just a normal day. You may just get assassinated by, by aliens on a normal day. Straight Talk Wireless. Totally messed up my phone. So I don't have a phone right now. I have a super bad sore throat. This is the weirdest episode of Dead or Have Radio ever. Thanks, Cantillions. Um, and I'm thinking, what if aliens invaded? Like, what if they came down now? And I'm running. I want to be be like on a normal day a normal day it is a steady jog steady 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 jog at best from aliens i mean i i was watching this commercial you're gonna be like jason why are we watching i was watching a commercial because i'm watching tv now i don't really have watch tv at home i don't have cable or anything the jonas brothers are doing an olympic special and i was watching them i didn't watch the special yet you're like oh, Oh, my throat is still really raw. <clears throat> You're like, damn it, I missed the Jonas Brothers special? That was the joke I was about to tell. But I laughed in it. <clears throat> I was watching the Jonas Brothers special. And one of them, Nick or Joe or Keith or whoever, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Jonas. They're running and they're jumping hurdles. They're, they're trying to do all the Olympic events. They're pushing them outside the real contestants. They're like, move out of the way, losers. The Jonas Brothers are here. They're running. Hey, thanks, Rudy. Appreciate the donation. Um, jumping. <laughs> jumping. That's funny. Jumping the uh, Rudy wrote, uh, Jason hunts down the most elusive being ever, a coherent thought. The Jonas Brothers are jumping over hurdles, and I'm watching this, and I thought, I could not jump a hurdle to save my life. I could like walk around one like most people, but I was thinking, what if someone was like, hey, Jason, we want you to come. We want you to do that. We're doing the Jonas Brothers and Dead Rabbit Radio Olympics. So I was like, what? And they go, we want, but to get worldwide exposure and to be hanging out with the Joe Bros, you got to be able to jump this hurdle. I, that seems insurmountable for me. 
That all came about because I was thinking I couldn't outrun an alien, but I could outwit. You're like, <laughs> you could, <coughs> you're going to outwit people who have starships. Okay, uh, maybe I could like hide from them. Yes, Joe Logan is just ex uh, uh, just exposed the conspiracy. Keith Jonas is the one they keep hidden in the attic and eats moths. Keith Jonas, the fourth. I think there is actually a fourth Jonas brother, but I don't think he's he's eating moths. The aliens came down, and I was this sick. When I said, um, when we were talking earlier about complete societal collapse, I'd be one of those 6.5 million. Like, if I, here's the thing. It was, it was a viral infection. If I didn't have my antibiotics, I'd probably still be sick, um, which actually, no, I, I probably would pass because I wouldn't be able to drink this long. I wouldn't be able to go through this this long. If aliens showed up, I talked about this recently on an episode. I go, I don't think it would cause societal collapse, but I think people would, for a couple days, not go to work. And if the people not going to work are nurses and doctors, and I, me, Jason Carpenter, can't get my amoxicillin, I'd be, I wouldn't be feeling great. But then you have people who need medication to survive. But um, yeah, exactly, Hunter. Yes, it takes a while for the aliens to get off their starship. That's why. That's why they're not here yet. It's. It will be the little things that will trip you up when aliens come or zombies attack. I've always thought about that too. Like, you break a leg, zombies show up. <laughs> that would just be unfortunate timing. That's the moment you're like, hey, look at me, guys. I'm still young enough to climb this tree. Do, do, do. Ah! And then you fall and you break your leg. And then you turn. There's like a horde of zombies. That was the very first zombie attack. That would be unfortunate enough. But what I meant was like you break your leg and then two weeks later, three weeks later, zombies attack. It wouldn't make a difference. You're dead either way. <clears throat> but I thought about how this is, this is where this might sound a little preachy. But... It sounds, it sounds interesting because we have to take care of ourselves, right? I think there's a lot of stuff we do. Like having a sore throat, I didn't have a lot of control over. But on the, to be fair, on the day before it got really bad, I ate a ton of uh, salsa. You're <laughs> chasing salsa. Salsa doesn't give you ear infections. Okay, maybe not. My point is, is that, or maybe it does. I always thought salsa would cure bacterial infections because how is bacteria able to be in all that spice? Wouldn't it be like, if you threw a human in a hot lava, they melt. I've tried it. I've done it several times. And if you had something that was super spicy, you had something else, you know, like Jason, just because salsa looks like hot lava does not mean it is hot lava. You had something that was super spicy and it does like, um, so I'm trying to think how much further I want to continue this thought line. Um, if you put in like, um, like bacteria into it, wouldn't it be because like capsaicin they say is a, um, anti, so it's against something. You're like, yeah, it's against your ability to be a masochist. That doesn't make sense. That would be something I'd cut out because even I know that doesn't make sense. Um, I know salsa you can use they sometimes recommend recommend capsaicin for stuff. I don't know where I'm going with this. But the point is, is I ate a bunch of salsa and I probably I didn't give myself an ear infection, but it probably made the situation a little bit worse. 
Rudy, we're talking about salsa because I'm pretty sure that if you threw bacteria into really, really spicy food, <laughs> the bacteria would straight up Anakin Skywalker and be like, Bleh. they'd be sticking up their little thumb like Terminator 2. They wouldn't because they wouldn't, they wouldn't have gone in willingly. But, um, and they don't have thumbs. But <laughs> and salsa, but if you threw a human in a hot lava, they melt. Could you throw bacteria into something spicy? And it would melt. I don't know. I'm going to say, well, here's a question. If you threw, this is, I guess, what I'm, I probably should just stop talking. If you took bacteria and threw it into antibacterial soap, would it melt? What happens to the bacteria? <laughs> if you get a microscope, get a microscope and get some antibacterial and then scrape off some bacteria somewhere. Hey, jo James Gorman. Um, but anyways, my point is, they actually had a point, and then I went sideways. If we don't take care of ourselves, then the aliens show up. I mean, that would suck, right? <laughs> Jason, that was the whole point of your salsa thing? You already said that. But, like, I know it's funny because I've thought about that, especially with my weight and my fitness level. Like, yeah, sure, I'm not as strong or as fast as a Jonas brother, but... I still need to be able to outmove zombies, outmaneuver zombies. If they're super fast zombies and stuff like that, then you're boned anyway. Then you have to be Jonas Brothers, and there's only three. Sorry, there's only four survivors at that point. But like slow zombies, like let's say, because I, I always, it's so funny. I think about it just a couple of years ago, I was 350 pounds. And zombies would have told, I, in my mind, I would have been, oh yeah, dude, I would just be like, knocking zombies with my my hand <laughs> they just bite your hand each time you punch them um i'd be swinging a bat and beating the zombies up and stuff like that but it's 700 not 700 pounds at 350 pounds um i i could probably do this a couple times but then they're like hurry up get on the boat and i look and the boat is super far away i'm like ah never mind so yeah we have to take care of ourselves alien invasions ufo invasions or not um, just take care of ourselves. So that's kind of my message to you. Um, you're like, Jason, I was, totally, I was totally aware of the message that we should be healthy. It's funny. This almost, I should, this, oh, this is nuts. This makes me look like I'm recording it at the oldest person's house. Why am I moving it away? You already been looking at it for 40 minutes. These are actually really good losses. Here's a non-sponsored read for you. Fisherman's Friends lozenges. Those are really good. Um... I got some more stuff to talk about, but do you guys have any questions? I, I've been reading your comments the whole time here. I do see that. Who, who was it? Tickus said that we need to get salsa to uh, stop any future pandemics. Do you guys have yeah, 700 pounds to 350 pounds, Ira? That is a big change. Um, uh, Cantillion's more dangerous, aliens or zombies? Thank you for the question. I think zombies. Zom I, the thing is, is that aliens, to me, you can negotiate with. Like, anything that has any sort of sentience. Like, when you look at the aliens from A Quiet Place Part 2, now available on streaming, they're not intelligent. They're a natural creature that comes down and just devours and kills. And you can't sit down. You can't mediate with them. You can't be a Queasling, which is basically like a traitor. Um, I know Rudy, I know Rudy, Rudy does have a lot of struggles, but just keep trying, um, to take care of yourself. Cause that is important. 
is more. I always have this philosophy. We're going off from this real quick. I've always had the philosophy. You have to love yourself the most out of anyone because no one's ever going to love your love you as much as you love yourself. So you have to keep loving yourself. And you can, you will, other people gravitate towards you. So Rudy and anyone else who's struggling with thoughts, just remember that you just have to love yourself. You have to love yourself. And that will actually pour love out into the universe. Um, <laughs> segue back to zombies. I do always want to make that point, though, because I know I have a lot of listeners who struggle with that. You're never alone. A lot of people struggle with that. Um, aliens you can mediate with. Even if they're like, we want to destroy your planet. You're like, okay, <laughs> you know a better place we can live? Now, if they're an extermination-based species, they want to turn... Even if they turned all of humanity into slaves and the women are taken up into their breeding programs and men are used as pets, I mean, the civilization... Maybe civilization is the wrong word, but the race is still there. The society the society is the wrong word, too. The humanity is still there. But um, zombies is just a... It just is there to feed. There's no stopping them. There's no stopping them. And there's no mediation. There's no way you can figure stuff out, anything like that. They'll just conquer. Or not. They don't care. It's not even like they have a goal. That Land of the Dead movie by Zack Snyder. Oh, that was awful. Because you turn zombies into people you can make deals with. And they're not zombies. They're they're just politicians who, who eat people's brains. Borkoff asked, what are your thoughts on Bill Cooper? This is going to sound very Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's been a long time since I've heard that name. I am familiar with him, and he's one of those guys that you do look into when you're first into conspiracy theory. Bill Cooper is – let me pull him up real quick here because I'm pretty sure – I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, He's yeah yeah behold a pale horse that's what I, I thought he had he's basically like an old version of um, Alex Jones the 1980s yeah I wanted to you know um I've never really studied I I I've read about him more than I've read any of his works um because he was one of those guys like as I was growing up he was already too weird. Because so I'm growing up, I was born in 1976. Hey, GT, Epsilon, how are you doing? I was born in 1976. He's real prolific in the 70s and the 80s. I was everyone knew the book, Behold a Pale Horse. It's a conspiracy theory into the world type book, if I remember correctly. And you'd come across it in your studies. But to me, it seemed like I didn't read a bunch of 1970s UFO stuff. I didn't read a lot of 1980s conspiracy theory stuff. That seemed way too old for me. I was in the conspiracy theories going forward. The glory days for me, and I talk about this a lot on the show was the um, idea that President Bill Clinton at the time was not going to leave office. We hear this every election, and it irritates me that people still get worked up about this. This is, But see, I'm 17 years old, and I'm scared to death that Bill Clinton's going to execute all the Christians. Bill Clinton's not going to leave. <laughs> that's, a, that's a high escalation. Bill Clinton's not going to leave office. Bill Clinton's going to bring the United Nations troops into the United States. It's going to be red dawn, but we're going to be fighting our own people. We're going to be fighting these people and the UN, the blue helmet. I remember believing that the body bags, Jason, there's photos of, and this is pre-internet. When you heard these conspiracy theories, you were like reading them in books, hearing them on the radio. Terrified me because I had no context. I was researching conspiracy theories since I was 12, ghost stories, aliens, stuff like that. 
But this was a conspiracy theory. Like, Behold a Pale Horse was, uh, I was aware of the book. Chariot of the Gods, I was aware of the book. That's the old stuff. JFK, Moon Landing, that stuff had no bearing on my life. Here I was, 16, 17 years old, and I'm being told that the world is going to change radically in the next year. So I empathize. I mean, as much as we make fun of the July 18th stuff or all these predictions on our prediction watch, I empathize with that. <clears throat> Real raw news, I, well, they just make stuff up. But <clears throat> I, the people who listen to that, I know that fear. I felt that fear. I honestly thought that Bill Clinton was going to be the last president of the United States. And then George Bush gets elected. <clears throat> and I remember towards the end of his presidency, people go, he's not going to leave. He's going to keep. And I remember thinking, this is interesting. This is really, really interesting. And they did the, And then by the same time they were doing with Obama that he's going to bring it, I go, okay, so now they're just making this up. It's fear-mongering. But for me, it was very, very, I know he asked about Bill Cooper and I'm talking about Bill Clinton. But for me, that for when we come across conspiracy theories, when we come across predictions and they're not true, the next time that same prediction comes up, we have to remember and go, wait, wait a second. That last one wasn't true. Let's not get so worked up about this one. And by the time it happens four times, how many times have we heard the president's not leaving, the troops are going to come in and da, 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 da. I'm just like, boring, boring as blue helmeted UN soldiers are arresting me right now. Um, but yeah, so Bill Cooper, not too, I'm mean, roughly familiar on him. Um, he he just wasn't, he was, he was too boomer for me. I think he's a literal boomer. Um, I could go back and read his stuff now, but again, it's always weird reading more historical stuff. Uh, George Patton asked, I'm assuming George Patton just joined our live stream because he asked, how's your vacation so far? As you can see, my medication and... <laughs> Dude, I've had a ton of fun. Don't get me wrong. As much pain as I've been in, I'm feeling better now. I've been watching tons of movies with my mom. That's what I come out here on vacation to do. I do nothing. I don't even read the news. You're like, Jason, read the news at least. I'm watching tons of movies with my mom. We watched The Quiet Place Part 2. We watched Slacks. We had a pair of killer jeans. We watched Black Widow. Black Widow was enjoyable. And I'm not a Marvel fanboy either. Um, I didn't know about going in on that one. I did like Black Widow. We saw a movie called Black Water. Dude, if you're into like man versus nature movies, if you're into like, um, it's not a monster movie. It's about a three people trapped in a tree and there's a crocodile in the water. Dude, it's Black, uh, Black Water is really good. That's the movies we normally watch. We watch Unhinged starring a Russell Crowe about this woman who cuts off this cuts off Russell Crowe. It, it was a documentary. It wasn't a movie. It was actually Russell Crowe. This woman cuts off Russell Crowe and he goes on a murderous rampage across the city. That was good. And then last night we watched a Dutch version of that same movie. I'm pretty sure the people who made Unhinged saw this Dutch film and they looked at each other and they go, we're making this, right? We watched the Dutch version that came out the year before called Bumper Cleef which means I assume tailgate about a family who like pisses off a guy, pisses off a guy who also is like a rodent exterminator. That one was good too. We watch a lot of those type of movies because my mom watches British mysteries. She watches that stuff. And I would, I would rather have a horrible sword. That's not true. I'd rather watch British mysteries, but um, these are the movies we watch together. We watched um, triggered last night. There's nine, High school students wake up. No, they're college. Nine college students wake up in the middle of the forest. They all have bombs strapped to their chest. That was an interesting 
it was a really interesting one as well. So I'm having a lot of fun watching movies. And I'm playing video games. I beat Just Cause 3, which I loved. I love that series. I beat Far Cry 4. Not a fan. I liked Far Cry 3. I liked Far Cry. Far Cry 4 wasn't a fan. Far Cry 5 is awesome. It is so good. I bought <clears throat> Far Cry 4 and 5 on the Steam sale. And I was like, you know, I liked Far Cry 3. These games are like five bucks each. Uh, I played Far Cry 4. I stopped doing the side missions. I just completed the game. I was not impressed. It was like, it seemed like DLC from Far Cry 3. And I'd heard good stuff about Far Cry 5. It took place in America. It has to do with conspiracies and cults and militias and stuff like that. Dude, Far Cry 5 is so dope. If you guys have ever thought about, if you guys like open world first person shooters, it's amazing. The graphics are great. The storyline's really cool. The villains are very engaging. Um, it's dope. Yeah, you work with militias against the cult. It's really weird. I know a lot of people thought it was going to be too political. And they go, oh, you're going to Montana, you're fighting the militias. But no, it's not. It's actually very apolitical. Because you're you're with Montana people. And there's multiple militias there. And they're like, we hate these cults. They're carving people's eyes out. And they're, they have this drug thing going on. It's really cool. I'm about maybe a third through that. Um, let's take a look at some of these other questions here. Do, 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 do. I'm not familiar what the wing makers are. Castro T. Castro T says I should look into that. Let's see here. Yeah, and red sunflowers. Yeah, um, health is important to talk about. And I'm glad that your um, your surgery went well here. Red Pikmin. What if aliens discover Earth and decide to make human pets? I think that's you know that would be preferable to being exterminated or would it see that's that's an interesting question i'm always of that mindset that if if say an invading force even an earthbound invading force took over the world um or took over the country whatever country you're in is it better to fight to the last dying person or is it better to say you know what we're not gonna this is a, that's a very very interesting question <laughs> just red pick my mind minute is a joke but I, everything has a time scale, right? Even the most corrupt government in the world, even the most powerful organization in the world has a time scale on it. And let's say that you are a, let's say you are a group of, of a million people. You're a religious group of a million people and you're being persecuted by this. And it seems like the entire government's after you. Do you say, well, you know what? We're going to fight until there's none of us left and our religion will be just dusted. Much like the Tatarian Empire, just like Russia did to the Tatarian Empire. Or do we just outlast them? Do we just go into society? We teach our teachings in, in secret? And do we go in 200? No government's going to last a thousand years. They say they're going to have this glorious 10,000 year reign. It's not going to happen. Do we fight to the last man or do we simply go into the shadows and pop up 200 years from now? Now, one of those you may go, no, you should fight to the last man that's cowardly. But I, I think I think there's pros and cons to both because one, that last man could be John Rambo, right? They're like, oh man, we should have put him in first. But on the other hand, do and we know we can look at history and see the cultures that were the ones that we remember that were completely wiped out. We go, well, we don't know who built this building. 
but it wasn't the Assyrians. This was a society that predated Assyria. They must have gotten wiped out at some point. Or we can look at Assyria. Um, are Assyrians still around? Said <laughs> there's an Assyrian listening to my podcast. He's like, you sure? We can look at societies that we do, the Phoenicians or whatever, and we go, well, they're not around anymore. They've been taken over by these other countries, but at least we they left their mark. Do you assimilate in and hope that you can outlast it? Because you probably can if you can keep the beliefs or the ethnic line or whatever it is that they're trying to wipe out. Or in our case, humans being taken up as pets. Do you fight until the last person is dead and the alien, there are no pets left? Or do you say, you know what, fine, fine, I'll poop in a litter box and I'll eat all day and I'll sleep in the sun, knowing that in a thousand years, humans will once again reign supreme. I would take the pet option. One, because pooping in a box and laying in the sun sounds great. And then two, I wouldn't want to, I, want, I don't want humanity to disappear. I am the number one most pro-human human. I love humanity. I love every, that's a lot of reasons why I kind of poop all over the, I poop on it like an alien pet on the alien, ancient aliens theory. Uh, one, because there's really not a lot of evidence to back up. It's an observational conspiracy theory. But two, humans are so advanced. The stuff we can do is so amazing um, that I don't like to give aliens credit for what we can do. <laughs> Rudy Chaz, yes, yes. Um, men as pets and alien breeding. Um, and yeah. You know what? Um, let's see here. I'm seeing, I, I got kind of lost here on my questions. Um, but, 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 but. Oh, yeah, some of these came through and I didn't. Sorry, there's a filter on there. Denmark Channel just announced a gray alien broke into the house. What should I do? <laughs> they posted that a while ago. I'm just scrolling back up to that. Um, well, if you're still alive, Denmark Channel, you could do one of two things. You can punch it in the eyes because it has those big old eyes, which is an evolutionary disadvantage. We did cover that recent story with, turns out those eyes could be protective coverings, but still, you still have big old eye. Punch them in their sunglasses. Or three, or secondly, if you do, if you do feel like pooping in a box and sleeping in the sunshine, ask if it wants to be a pet. Ask if, uh, uh, yeah, ask if you want to be, wait. Ask, just go, will you pet me? Just say that whenever you see a gray alien. Just say, uh, pet me, please. Um, sorry, I got, I got bounced around in here. Let's let's address this right here. Let's address this right here because I, I talked about it now and here with other uh, people. I've talked about it with people on Reddit. Some people have emailed me. Jake and I, you guys will all be interested in this. You guys may not be happy with it, but Jacob3986 asks, um, in the Demons of the Surround You episode, the Demons Surround Us episode, um, <laughs> they surround me. That's way spookier. Uh, and then Cantillians. We'll talk about the star bases in a second, too. But because uh, I see that above that, uh, Jacob three nine eight six talks about uh, the lost summer. Or I talk. I, let me back up here. In my episode, thanks for your question, Jacob. In the episode, the the demons surround us. I mentioned lost summer, my lost summer experience, and I said, well, and I just kind of ended the episode with that. And people have asked me. One person thought it was a LARP. Um, I guess there was some confusion in the beginning of the show that the show was supposed to be a LARP. Um, Dead Rabbit Radio, and it wasn't. I was working out different story ideas early on, and I thought about, I talked about this on the behind the scenes episode, but I thought about doing it was a weird, it's supposed to be a fictional podcast which was not supposed to be Dead Rabbit Radio. And um, I decided to scrap that idea 
but I guess some people still thought the show was planned to be a LARP. So some people have said, what is Lost Summer? Was that, were you building some towards some sort of LARP? Was this something you're doing? And Jacob's asking to hear. So I'm going to address what Lost Summer is now, but at the same time, um, hold on one second. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry about that. So, anyways, lost summer. But <laughs> Jason, you're not gonna tell us uh, what you just did. No, I'm not. <laughs> lost summer. Lost summer is a really weird story, but it's not one that I'm ready to share. It there was it was a whole culmination of personal events and just absolutely bizarre paranormal events. And it involved other people. Now, I've told stories that involved other people before as well. But this one, like the people all tell, oh, me and, me and Josh, me and Josh Mormeyer and Jason Campbell and Steve Danewood and all this stuff. We're out, Mauricio, we're out, we're out hunting Mauricio, we're out hunting ghosts and stuff like that. Very lighthearted stories with me and my friends. Me and Jackie are fighting shadow people. But Lost Summer involves uh, just a lot of really heavy stuff, a lot of really heavy topics, and people that I don't even know if they're still around. So I'm not ready to tell that story. It's not a LARP. It's some. It's what you know because that's the thing. Like I have stories, and some of the stories I'll just never tell, right? Because they involve other people, and the other people wouldn't want the stories to be told. And I totally respect that. And then I have stories that are just, uh, too, well, not too crazy, but it's just Lost Summer kind of feel, it kind of fits into this, this Venn diagram of super paranormal, uh, very, very interesting, a pretty dark material. And then just, um, Yeah, I'm just not ready to talk about it, and I, I may never be ready to talk about it. I remember when I recorded that episode, and when I had made that statement, I thought afterwards, I go, thought about editing it out, because um, I thought I'm never going to tell the story of Lost Summer. It was basically a summer where it was like high-level high level paranormal stuff. And you're like, Jason, what does high... <laughs> Even that's confusing. It, it was... And it doesn't help. It doesn't really help the fact that there are parts of it that I just don't remember. And that's why I refer to it as Lost Summer. I remember coming out of it, and something magnificent had happened. Like I remember, I remember certain details about it. But I remember after the event, I felt like things were wiped from my mind. Like I was, I remembered that something. That's something had successfully been done, but I couldn't tell you what. Um, but things had changed. So that that's the thing. It'd be hard to tell as a narrative, but the main reason is is because there are people that are involved in that story that um, I don't know if they would want it spoken about publicly. It's not, and it's funny to say that because it's not like there was any crimes. It wasn't that anything that was wrong happened during that time, but. Um, you know, you got to respect, you got to respect 
um, you got to respect people's privacy. And I'm sorry to take so long, Hunter. Thank you so much for that donation. I that popped up, and I really appreciate that. And Rudy. As well, thank you for yet another donation. Really, really appreciate that here. But yeah, so Lost Summer, will it pop up? It, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it, it had a, I guess it had a happy ending, right? At least for me. But again, it's just, it's, it's such a weird story. It's such a weird story. Um, and it's not like you wouldn't believe it. Um, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, but no, it's funny. I'm glad that actually Jacob asked that question because I, I should, uh, should have addressed that before now as well. Um, going back here through these here, um, it's again, I lost my place. Uh, people are recommending blood dragon. I, I was going to play that for a while. I think the, the brightness would just get too much for me. Carson Wright asked the, um, very very interesting question. Why don't um, why don't aliens just get genetic material and clone their own humans to use as pets? What if they already are? <laughs> okay, but no, you didn't let me finish. What if they are, and wouldn't that mean that there is a alternate you up in space, sleeping in the sunlight all day long, sleeping in the sunlight of eighty stars? That's a lot. <laughs> the planet would be hot lava. Sleeping in the sunlight of Tatooine's dual stars and sleeping in a quantum box where, where you poop in it all at the same time. There's poop in every corner of the box and yet no poop as well. Would you be jealous of your clone? Nuclear glue uses the greatest tagline ever, Earth first. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know, not know your mistake and says, think about what dogs, humans did with dogs over the millennial. I always thought it was interesting. He asks, is a dog happier than a wolf? I would say yes. I would say yes, because they get petted all the time. Dogs, wolves don't get petted. I always thought it's interesting. Um, I don't want to start a big science thing. <laughs> you guys know that my evolutionary theories are just weird. But if all humans disappear today, for whatever, we're all taken up into space for aliens. And for whatever reason, people came down or a new society raised, or let's say all of our records were destroyed, whatever. There's a societal reset. And we eventually get back to this level of technology. People, scientists of this new world would look at dogs and they'd be like, all of these dogs evolved naturally. This bulldog, we still call it that because we have the names of all the dogs. This bulldog must have lived in a, a, a world of small tunnels. And they went, nom, 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 nom through the ground, and this Great Dane, uh, I don't know what a Great Dane looks like, this Beethoven dog, this big old slobbery mess, he must have evolved in Europe and played fantastic melodies, going throwing goo all over the audience. They would assume that all of these creatures had evolved naturally, even though man modified each of them. I think that if you took away all of our records, you would go, oh, this Wiener dog must have been a dog that naturally evolved to hunt snakes or whatever they're for. They actually used are to go through tunnels. So that, that's what I think is so weird. You can actually trick evolution. It's called genetic modification or whatever. But if all those records disappeared, people would just assume, whoa. So was there a long time ago? I always go back to the frog that jumps off the cliff. Was there a long time ago some guy bred a frog to jump off a cliff and then he died and now we think the reason why I remember watching this documentary, this Oprah documentary, it wasn't a documentary. 
It wasn't a documentary on Oprah. They're like, Oprah was born in Chicago, Illinois, and she loved frogs. And they show her in the Amazon. Oprah produced this documentary. She narrated this documentary about evolution. <clears throat> and they said there was this frog. I talked about this a long time on the show. There was this frog that evolved that as predators were, it's like on this waterfall, as predators like birds or snakes are coming towards it, it evolved to turn itself into a little tiny, like little tiny hard ball. And it would jump off the waterfall and it would bounce down the waterfall and then it would be alive safely away from its predators at the bottom of the waterfall. And they said, this is how evolution works. Over the course of millions of years, it learned to get, it didn't learn, but it basically evolved a stronger body and evolved the ability to jump off this water. And I'm watching this and I go, okay, but fine. Why didn't the snake evolve to be fast enough to catch it why didn't uh, why didn't snakes evolve or any life form evolve to go wait a second why don't i just hang out at the bottom of the waterfall because i know it's not going to get caught up there every day every day it's just a tons of frogs falling right into my mouth why didn't birds evolve to see oh i know that frog's going to jump so i'm going to intercept it in the air the thing that doesn't make sense to me about evolution i'm not saying evolution isn't true but but there it all, we can always look at a single year, singular species evolution. We can go this creature to this. But how come we can't look at like a square mile of Amazon forest? It would be this perpetual arms race. Everything should be evolving very quickly because if something out evolved its food source, that creature's dead. And then this creature is now the dominant food source or the dominant predator or whatever. So how come you had the frog evolve that, but nothing else evolved to be quick enough to catch the frog, to be smart enough to catch the frog, to be at the bottom of the river where all the frogs are constantly falling? I have my, I have my questions. I'm fascinated by evolution. I don't write it off, but I do think there, there's some other stuff going on. And I my dog analogy, that involves a bunch of hypotheticals I always like to look at. Gerardo Campos says, if they're a pet, maybe they'll offer me strawberry ice cream leftovers. And when I had that bad sore throat, I had some strawberry ice cream. It was <laughs> some of the most delicious food I'd ever had. Platinum Mad, you can catch on anytime. Platinum Mad saying, I wish they could watch it. We'll be opening, opening, adding this to the podcast. WQ and Gerardo Campos is letting us know that aliens are out the door. Again, they're sending this to me minutes ago. I'm slowly going through these. Hey, Jonathan. So I'm trying to sketch up, catch up your William Bertles. Let's see here. Yeah, so it's so funny. Has anyone gone on to when Big Boss and Jason comes back? It'll be a reptilian clone. That's awesome. Yes, I am the real Jason. I had to just go take care of something real quick. Um, Starbases, Cantillians. So I'm so glad you posted that back down there. Starbases. If you guys aren't familiar with it, I think we talked about it. Really early on, I didn't use the term Starbase. And Starbase, you're like, oh, cool, dude. Like spaceships floating around and like aliens. What? No. I mean, it's still, you can't tell. He's like, dang it, Jason. Don't make fun of it. I'm asking you for it. Starbase is when you think of someone says Starbase, you're thinking of like Deep Space Nine, best sci fi show on television ever. <clears throat> but Starbases are actually star forts, I guess would be the, the term that's normally used. So it doesn't make nerds go, ooh, I can't wait to hear about this. Star forts, they found these fortifications all over the planet. They're ancient earthworks um, I, with clay. They're not like stone. I mean, there are stone, but they're not like metal forts, if I remember correctly. They're pretty old. And they're in the shape of a star. And they're not like a pentagram type star, but like 
you have these little points, almost like a sun. Like a little kid draws the sun with all the little lines around it. We don't really know who built, this is what's interesting, we don't know who built them. And we don't know why they exist. They seem to be some sort of military fort and have a city inside of them, like a standard fort. It's not, they know why they were built. They know why they were built to be fortifications. The question is, why? What enemy? This is an interesting thing about star forts. Military analysts have looked at these things and they go, what could these, how would this work different than a normal circular fort? You know, you have the castles that are kind of the walls that you see in like, and you see in movies like Black Knight starring Martin Lawrence. Then you used to have the ringed cities, just like the ringed earthenworked walls. They're easier to build. Star forts would be harder to build. What was the tactical advantage to these? Because we've seen them all over the place. They're all like, I think, in uh, Asia and parts of Europe. If I'm correct, you know, again, it's been a long, I looked in them a long time ago. Um, I think parts of Africa, Northern Africa. Why? Why do we have these? I think I talked about it when I talked about Rani Cot Fort, which is an early, early episode of Dead Rabbit Radio, of a mysterious fort in India. They just don't know who built it. It's super ancient. But star forts are interesting because you do have that lost civilization aspect. And then you think, like, why this fortification? It takes more material to make. Is it more would it repel a siege more would it stop us was there an enemy that used a certain tactic that could easily destroy a circular city could easily destroy a squared off city a rectangle city but the star design kept them at bay and what's interesting is that's possible there probably was some sort of raiding party that attacked these forts and someone at the time it was an arms race just like the evolution thing you had this force this predator moving through these areas just overwhelming these faces overwhelming these cities all over eurasia all over northern africa and people said well what if we built design our forts like this but history destroyed both civilizations history destroyed not only the predator but the people who built the star forts so we don't have any record of either of them the predators may have been a nomadic force, so they would leave nothing behind. The people who built the star forts have these massive earthenwork buildings that we can go somebody built these, but both civilizations are gone. And there could have been multiple civilizations that have the star forts, but whatever it is, they're all gone. So that's what's interesting about the star forts. The star forts themselves are interesting, but then when you start to break it down like that, and imagine having warring civilizations pouring across the land masses for hundreds of years, not a record of them. We don't even know that they existed. If these forts just faded, there may have been more of these forts in other parts of the world that just faded away. I mean, it's just, human, human history is very, very fascinating. A nuclear glue says, um, if you ever end the podcast, don't announce it, make an episode about the dumbest sounding conspiracy ever. You know, what's funny is I could never do that. Not that I couldn't end the podcast. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but, you know, stuff could happen. But I, it's so funny, I, it's so funny nuclear, every so often, I think we were in the earlier run of the show, and I've never done it, I've never done it, but I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I faked getting abducted by alien? And it's never moved past the me chuckling about it phase, because I have way too much respect for you guys. That would piss me off if I listened to a show for more than a month, 
and it was supposed to be totally legit. And at the ending, he was like, ha, 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 just kidding, guys. I totally they remember that time where I said I was uh, going to be back tomorrow and I didn't release any episodes for three weeks. And then I ignored that. That was I, so that here's a more recent example. I remember um, episode 666. I, I know a lot of people didn't believe me. I 100% was not going to do anything special for episode 666 at all. This show is so hard to produce as is. Any sort of special episode is is more stressful. Especially because a lot of times I record episodes and I don't know what number they are because I'm recording them so quickly. And people kept going, hey, dude, episode 666 is coming up. What are you doing? And every time I go, don't be, don't be prepared for anything. I'm not doing anything. Oh, dude. Episode 666, bro, what's up? And I was like, dude, I'm not doing anything. This went on and on and on and on. And then on the Patreon Discord server, it got even people were still, I was like, oh, no. So behind the scenes, I was talking to Sabine, and I was like, dude, they really want something. Episode 666, I go, it's too, it's hard to come up with stuff. And I go, what new stuff can I say about demons? We talk about them all the time. So the, here's a cool behind the scenes thing. I thought, okay. Here's my options. And I remember I was kind of playing these in my head. I go, one, I could do the most disturbing episode possible because I have all these stories that are super disturbing. And then I immediately scratch it when I go, no, I don't like doing stuff like that. I just don't. Like, you kind of got to spread them out. <laughs> you kind of got to sprinkle your disturbingness when I go, what? And then I thought, no, because that's like celebrating the devil. Screw that, dude. So then I thought, what if I did an episode, what if 666 was all heartwarming stories? And I go, that's kind of lame. And that would also cause me, I'd have to prepare for that because I don't have a lot of heartwarming stories. I have a lot of disturbing stuff that I don't cover. And I remember one of the theory, one of the things I was thinking about as I was sitting there, I go, what if I didn't release episode 666? What if I just moved to episode 667 and said, well, you know, I'll fill it in later. And I thought, that's dumb. <laughs> what? And then this is what I'm getting to. I thought, what if I did something like released episode 666 and then immediately deleted it? And so it would pop up on people's feeds, but they couldn't access it and da-da-da-da-da. And then just like didn't release an episode for a couple of days and freak people out. And, and you can have these thoughts, right? Um, but immediately I just because I wasn't actually planning on doing that, but I thought, how disrespectful would that be to you guys? If I was like, ha ha, you <laughs> He totally thought I was possessed by a demon. It wouldn't be fun. So going back to nuclear glue's thing, like I wouldn't. It's so funny because you guys are asking like these totally benign questions. And I'm like, oh, no, this is how the world would change. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I, that would be super disrespectful to be like, oh, you know, what if this conspiracy is true? And they just never did the show again and make people wonder. I think this is more of a, a family. This is more of a fluffle, more of a collective of, of listeners than to. Uh, <laughs> Hunter's like, right after that, Hunter's like, oh, nuclear glue, that'd be hilarious. That'd be so So I think you guys probably would appreciate that. That's funny. Is after I go on that big thing, I look down two comments and Hunter's like totally agrees with it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I, I don't like LARPs um in general. <laughs> There's a few exceptions, but um yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Um, why this is an interesting one. Why do countries exist? To be honest, I fear sites like Dark Outpost will become super popular and then they'll get shut down because they said something too crazy. And then they'll become a martyr for conspiracy nuts. Uh, to, uh, uh, I agree with that. Darkoutpost.com and Real Raw News. 
they are they're going to be big leaders in the community. I think they're going to take on the mantle of moving forward. The thing with conspiracy content is you cannot shut it down. You can't. It's a whack-a-mole game, but the mole always wins because you just change the terminology that the conspiracy theory is is being posted on. You would have to have such filters on all social media to be able to crack down on it. Because how do you crack down on the letter Q? Which now they'll refer to the number, what is it, 23, the 23rd letter of the alphabet or something like that. There's ways around this stuff. And every time you push down on a conspiracy theory, it which there are conspiracy theories you should push down on, but it actually makes the people believe in it more. Because there's that persecution complex. Darkoutpost.com and Real Raw News, you know, they're still small players on a global scale. But yeah, in the in the conspiracy world, I was shocked because the Real Raw News, I have a fun time talking about it. But I was shocked at how much engagement they have so fast. So they're a big player. They're what they need to do. They need to stay off Facebook. They need to stay off the social media stuff. They just need to keep their get their ground game going because as long as they're off the socials, they're going to be far less visible to people there. Um, yeah, I am catching up to chat finally. I, I, I'll go back and read a lot of these, but yeah, unfortunately I, I got, um, got missed here. Um, um, yeah, so, um, what was it? Oh, oh, so why do countries exist also just asked, um, do the forest fin people still bother me? Nah. Now, to be fair, every so often I'll get a, a mean YouTube comment from that. Some guy posted the other day, oh, this video didn't age well. I was like, yeah, but you're watching it. You're watching it. You're watching it three years later. Um, I think it's still funny. I'm not going to delete the video, um, even though I'm wrong on it. Um, I think I think the whole Forrest Finn situation is hilarious. It's funny because I get corrections from time to time. I always have a hard time addressing corrections. I got uh, I, I don't remember who sent this to me. I got a correction about the Banana House. I did a recent episode on the Banana House. Um, it wasn't really connected. Yeah, there were some details of the story that were wrong. I got a bit of a correction on Miracle Jose. Turns out that that donkey that was in El Salvador may or may not have been El Salvador. It seemed to be creepypasta that was going around somewhere in South America. The story is always the same. I always have a hard time running corrections, not because I don't want to run a correction, but because when you do, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. Because if I run an episode later and I go, hey, remember that Miracle Jose episode? People are like, no, I don't. So I don't know if I'm going to start editing corrections into the episodes or putting in the show notes. That actually might be a good way to do it. Put it in the show notes being like, we have a correction here. If it's an egregious correction, if it's an, though both of those are pretty minor. Like it didn't say that Miracle Jose was actually turned out to be like the premier of Moscow. That was, that was him. It's a talking donkey. It was details. It was little detail stuff. When I got the Lone Pine Devil story, when I found out that was false, I did an episode on that. The Civil War aliens, I did an episode on that. If it turns out that I was false, if I was wrong or something like that, I'll do, and then even the Forrest Finn thing, I did an episode on it. But yeah, minor corrections, I might just put those in the show notes because sometimes it's nice to know more information, but it's not an earth-shattering revelation here. Um. Yeah, and ticket silencing people on stuff is never good. It, it's it's a, such an interesting conundrum because if someone is spouting stuff like Ormus, where you can drink your own urine, and we did an episode on that, which I honestly thought I was going to get hit for um, 
hit by YouTube on that. But when you have people talking about sun staring, when you have people talking about stuff that actually damages your body or damages your mind, <clears throat> I think you have a responsibility. And I think that society and I think the law can actually say you can't promote meth use as a cure for cancer. Like you just can't do that. And it, because he, this is the reason why you could go, no freedom of speech. If you allowed someone to say that meth can cure cancer, then legally you have to allow pharmaceutical companies to be able to say their drugs will cure all diseases. So you, you, there are limits to free speech. I cannot invent a drug. I cannot invent amoxicillin and say, it'll also make you grow hair if you want, if not, it'll make you grow wings. Um, you do have to have limits to speech for commercial purposes, I think. When it talks about conspiracy theories, that's where you start. I mean, I think I, I think commercial purposes, I think a lot of conspiracy theorists are in it for the money. I think a lot of the, there's a really interesting documentary that came out called Rocket Man, not about um, Elton John. Might not even might have not even been called Rocket Man now that I think about it. It's about that daredevil who built a rocket. And um, he was going to prove that the earth wasn't flat. And he died recently. A spoiler, spoiler alert, he dies. So um, it's a documentary about him before he dies. <laughs> Obviously, it's not just this smoldering corpse they're trying to interview him. Um it's interesting because he's a flat earther and he goes on, build this rock and I'm going to go up and I'll be able to take footage and prove that the earth isn't flat. In the documentary, it comes out, he's not a flat earther. He's not. He's a guy who, he's a daredevil who'd done all these stunts in like the 80s and the 90s and stuff like that. And he wanted to build this rocket ship and he realized that he could take advantage of the flat earth community and they donated thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to him. It was a grift. It was a grift. And I think a lot of people in the conspiracy theory community do that. Not all, but I think a lot of them do. And I think that's the problem. And then they start doubling down and tripling down. Because when I started doing this show, my framework was stuff like Mysterious Universe, Last Podcast on the Left, Blurry Photos, uh, Mysterious Radio, podcasts that I listen to. And I thought, okay, so I think probably one of the two most influential, those are all great, but the most influential was Sofa King Podcast, which is very casual, talking about true crime, paranormal stuff. It's three buddies sitting around having a really good time. I'm always laughing so hard when I'm listening to Sofa King Podcast. Parapod, which is two British comedians, one's a skeptic and one believes in everything, talking about conspiracy theories, very confrontational, but it's funny. And the Mysterious Universe, just for the overview of stuff. Those are kind of the three things. And Art Bell, George Norrie, of course. But as far as podcasts, those are three podcasts. I wanted this to be very casual podcast, talking about subjects that I'm really interested in, you're really interested in, obscure topics that we haven't heard about. I have no idea why I started talking about this. What was I, what was I just thinking about um, why, when I started this podcast? What was I just talking about? Um, talking about silencing people. Damn it. Does anyone remember where I was going? You're like, Jason, no, we're not telepaths. What was I? Hey, Flame Boy. When I started this podcast. I don't remember. I don't remember where I was going with this. I was looking at the comments hoping someone would be like, oh, what was I talking about? 
Hey, I don't remember. Okay, um, we will move on. Let's see here. Oh, Mario. Actually, I was reading Mario's comment. It's kind of where I was going with it. Mario said, it's so sad seeing conspiracies. Like, we're talking about like conspiracies getting more racist and stuff like that. This are talking about people doubling down. People are <laughs> the new reptile. Jason is forgetting everything. Thanks, Big Boss. This is the thing. <clears throat> when I first started doing this podcast, I kind of had a framework. I wanted to be very casual, talk about obscure topics. I wanted it to be lighthearted. I didn't want it to be super spooky voices. We cover heavy material, but I didn't want it to, to be too overproduced, too overrun. And I had the ideas of what I want to talk about. Now, I remember we did the first eight months and slowly growing, talking about topics that I love to talk about, but you guys love to hear. I did an episode, I think, on Kevin Spacey or something like that, and it hit 10,000 views in, like, the first day. It was huge. It's huge hit, and everything else had been sitting around 300. And on YouTube is where I saw this huge escalation. The podcast is always bigger than the YouTube channel and for the most part, but sometimes I would do an episode on, on YouTube. It would dwarf even the podcast. And I go, what? And I realized why it was the, is Kevin a spacey member of the Illuminati or something like that? And I got a little key, little thing locked in my brain. And I go, this is a bridge now. This is a bridge. As a content producer, I have realized something here. I can continue to make fun alien content with obscure topics that no one's ever heard of. And have this slow growth. Or... I can do this. I can talk about stuff that I don't believe in. I totally ballyhooed it the whole time. Um, but I can make money doing this. I can talk about stuff that my heart's not into, that I know people want, because I know conspiracy content, and I know what people want to hear. And I kept doing the goofy alien stuff. And then we went ahead maybe three or four months and another video came out. It's funny, like my, even on my podcast, my biggest episodes are, is Ellen DeGeneres in prison? Um, is Tom Hanks a part of the Illuminati? Like those things and people, those hit some algorithm and people download them. And I have really good retention on my show. My show actually has really, really high retention. If people try an episode, they're, they stick around for quite a while. But people who try those episodes, if they're actually looking for Ellen DeGeneres getting exposed, they're not going to stick around. And I remember that was an interesting thing for me, going to the Grifters thing. <clears throat> I think this is what happened to Alex Jones, honestly. I think Alex Jones started off doing stuff that he was really passionate about, Bohemian Grove, 9-11, World Trade Center, stuff like that. And then he got into topics that people wanted to hear about. They were clickbaity, and they put him in a firing line. And if he had kept talking about Art Bell level conspiracy stuff, stuff that he was really passionate about. There's this video I watch every now often, every so often. I love it. It's a video of Alex Jones in 1997, I think, when he was doing his cable access show. He's like 20, 20 something year old Alex Jones. And he's talking about paranormal, talking about uh, conspiracy stuff. And he's carving a pumpkin. And he looks so full of life, so full of joy. He looks happy. It's on YouTube. <clears throat> And then Alex Jones isn't here anymore. I think Alex Jones followed the clicks, and the clicks will always lead you to a bad place. Now, you want that, like, you not always. Like, Joe Rogan, he just puts out the same show. 
Sober King Podcast, they put out the same show, and they have that growth over time. But let's think, if Joe Rogan, a long time ago, let's say he did an episode with Alex Jones, and he got a spike in listeners to that episode, and he goes, whoa, okay, guys, we're only going to do conspiracy guests from now on. It would totally ruin this show. His next episode, oh, let's just bring on some actor. We don't want to get, we had a high, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we'll just keep doing these shows. You want to have that consistent growth. You don't want to do this. Because then you, that's where you're making that choice. You're going to keep putting out that content, and then it's not what you love. You just had some weird fluke go up. So, yeah, but I think that's what happens to a lot of conspiracy theorists' content. I think they're putting out these articles, and they're covering stuff that they really love, conspiracies they're passionate about. And then they realize if they do something on false flag shootings, their hits go way up. So then they really start to buy into that, and then they start to double down and triple down. And the next thing you know... You're, you're, you've lost your platforms. You're getting sued by victims of shootings. And Alex Jones has come forward and go, I really don't believe any of that stuff. I was watching the arbitration where he was in arbitration for that lawsuit. He didn't believe in it. He didn't believe in all that, that narrative, but he was getting tons of um, stuff going on. <clears throat> um, so... Um, Hold on a second here. But the um, this is an interesting thing that I liked too. This is an interesting thing that I, I thought was interesting as well. Was um, we had the um, did you guys hear about that um shooting? And that's true, Bluebird. He might have said that same stuff in legal trouble, but there was also that divorce. It was also his – no problem. Sorry that took me so long, guys. I, I, but I'm sorry that um, – did, did you guys see that divorce, his divorce proceedings? So what had, what had happened was his wife – He apparently he cheated on his wife, which I'm not for sure on that. Don't sue me, Alex. I know you listen to the live chat. Apparently he cheated on his wife. His wife was suing him, and she wanted custody of the children. And she ended up getting like – this is where all his financials got released – he used to make like a million dollars a month at his peak. And that was before all of the, the, uh, the shooting allegations and stuff like that. He's making like a million dollars a month, something insane. I think his alimony is $30,000. Not his alimony. I think she's pay, he's paying her like $30,000 a month or something like that. I could be off on those numbers. But the point of this is, is that when they were doing um, – then when they were doing the divorce hearing, Right. Because she's like, listen, my husband is mentally unstable. My husband is mentally unstable. He's talking about uh, reptilians. He's talking about the judge is like sitting on an egg right now. He's like, ah, doing all this stuff. Right. He his lawyer came forward and said, listen, this is all an act. Alex Jones is not this crazy conspiracy theorist guy. This is all an act. He's basically has his own room in his house that he goes into. The kids aren't exposed to it. He puts on this show. It's entertainment purposes only. Now, of course, like Bluebird was saying, you can go back and you can say that was a legal issue. Right? That was something that they were saying to stay out of um, that they were trying to stay out of legal trouble. But it could be true, too. It could be true. He could not. He could have started off believing in the conspiracy theory stuff and doesn't anymore. Or believed in the early stuff like 9-11 was an inside job. 
JFK moon landing. JFK moon landing, yeah, that would be a conspiracy theory. I'm surprised it's not on a conspiracy theory iceberg at this point. But um, then he just bought, kept buying into it and following the clicks. You can't follow the clicks like that. And I think that's like real raw news. They're putting out what they're have. They're putting out what they're doing. And it's super bizarre. I almost covered a story about, I, I decided not to because I couldn't cover it without getting political. But there was a, recently there was a minister who was making these claims. He's like, has a, has a congregation of a couple thousand people. Newsweek has been following him around from like church to church. And I was looking at it and it was interesting, but I couldn't cover it. It was just super political. Um, but, but I was listening to one of his sermons and he was um, repeating stuff from Real Raw News. He was he was saying stuff like, "Do you know that they got Hillary Clinton and Guantanamo Bay and Tom Hanks and Oprah?" And I'm sitting there and I was thinking, I know that those people are all connected in conspiracy theorists. But if you just happen to go to church that day, you're like, "Oh, you know what? It's Easter Sunday, honey. We should go to church like good Christians." And you go in, you're like, "Why is Hillary Clinton, Tom Hanks, and Oprah Winfrey?" Being pursued by the authorities, it wouldn't make any sense. But uh, yeah, I didn't end up covering that story. I was going to cover it last week. If I'm still going to follow the guy, and we'll see what happens. But did you guys? This is what I was getting at. Did you guys hear about? Um, thanks, Wallace. Did you guys hear about the shoot the mass shooting? We may start wrapping it up here. Because I'm pretty sure my mom's going to walk through the door with her laundry. I don't live with my mom. I'm visiting with my mom. She'll come in. She'll be like, hi, Jace. Is your podcast thingy still going? I will give tickets this. It's possible that Hillary Clinton and Tom Hanks is the same person. But Oprah, Oprah, you know, it's funny. Oprah gets dragged into these conspiracy theories. But I love Oprah because Robert Roger Ebert loves Oprah. And I love Roger Ebert. He's like one of my personal heroes. So I, Oprah may be conspiracy theory adjacent, but if Oprah is connected, that means Roger Ebert is part of it. And Roger Ebert can never be a part of the Illuminati. That would be my ultimate black pill. If it turns out that Roger Ebert was actually like controlling the scenes, for, I'd be like, no, Roger Ebert. Growing up, I just love, love Roger Ebert. Yes, reptilian Jason. Um, did you guys hear about that mass shooting that was prevented? Hey, William. The, I think it happened in Denver. This is so fascinating to me because we talk so much about, we don't really, but conspiracy theory community talks so much about um, false flags, these planned shootings that are used to push government agendas and stuff like that. In Denver, what was it, a week ago? There was a uh, housemaid, like a maid at a hotel. She's a hotel maid. She's a housemaid, and she was like, I'm going to stay in a hotel. I'm going to start cleaning these rooms. This hotel maid was – this was in the news the other day. <clears throat> this hotel maid was doing her rounds, and she walked into a room where she wasn't she wasn't supposed to go in and clean the room yet or anything like that, but she walks in the room, and she sees a series of rifles set up. She sees a bunch of ammunition on the table, and she just kind of walks out of the room. She goes downstairs. I don't know the I don't know the layout of the cut. No, I guess it would have been downstairs. And I say cut now. That's part of my my talk. But um, she goes. She informs management. Management calls the police. The police go there. They arrest four people, and they believe it was going to be a mass shooting. This hotel room overlooked downtown um, Boulder, Colorado. 
They think they're actually going to shoot up a sporting event or some huge gathering. Someone had recently posted online how they were going to go out with a bang. This could have been a huge mass casualty event. This could have been Las Vegas with multiple shooters. But it was stopped. And so the question is, the question always is, and it's interesting. Sorry, that hurt carpool. Make sure that the troops aren't coming to stop me. The question is, where does this fall into the false flag narrative? Because this one was stopped. If the government was behind it, why was this one stopped? Not only was it stopped, it's barely in the news. I've seen more conspiracy theory stuff about the building collapse, which is absolutely horrible. They're checking on my eggs. Oh, dude, you like my 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 my. I don't know what type of shorts he's on. Um, the these type of stories are just as important to the false flag narrative as they are to the ones that are successful. They're successful, you know, it's a tragedy, but you know what I mean. Like, we need to analyze all of these because stuff like this makes you go, "Why was this one stopped?" If they are these highly orchestrated events, and some, I'm of the personal idea that most, if not all of them, are real tragedies that then people then bend to their political will. I think that is, or even commercial will. You know, there are companies that start selling products based on these things. I think that's really the case. There may be a few. Um, weird events going on behind the scenes. There may be a few elements that don't add up, but I don't think they're fake Is and they didn't happen. I've never believed that. I've researched all that stuff, that it didn't happen at all, that these can, these shootings never happened. I don't believe that narrative. And I don't believe that they're all um, run by government operatives because we see so many that fail. We see so many of the guy going into the mall and pulling the gun out and getting tackled by a security guard. That happens more often than not. It just doesn't make the news. So, um, we have some of them may have been bluebird, but I don't think all of them because they don't all go through. And some of them, they don't have big stories about being possessed by demons. I know that's real popular. You guys are looking for other content to watch while I'm on break. I know a lot of you guys already do. JCS Psychology is a great YouTube channel where he just goes over confessions and he recently did one on that idiot in florida i don't remember oh nicholas cruz he went over that shooting and the guy's like oh no i've been possessed by demons whatever i've done i'm not responsible for and it's fascinating because he wasn't um and jcs Psych psychology the channel breaks it down to show how his mood changes when he's being observed to when he's not being observed so you can kind of tell you're like jason maybe the demons are smart well they weren't they're not but but there are still people who go, no, he, since he said he was possessed by demons, that means he might have actually been possessed by demons. And I think he thought that he could just play insane. I think he was 19 years old and he thought, oh, this is easy. I'll just say I'm insane and I'll go into an insane asylum, which I forgot. I think it, it might have been J, JCS Psychology is a really good YouTube channel. I've already watched all of their stuff. They're great. Like this podcast, I think podcasts are great to listen to while you're playing video games and JCS psychology. I'll listen to video. I'll listen to that while I'm playing a video game. Um, but then sometimes you want to watch the video because they'll show the body language of the person changed and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah, what, um, sorry, I didn't see that about the merch. Um, so I don't understand what that comment meant, Mario, but, um, and James Gorman, I wouldn't say X is boring. I still like it. I still find good stuff on there. But what I do is I just scroll. If I see like divination, if I see Lyra, if I see a lot of these phrases that I'm not interested in, Lyra is like the cat people one, which I looked into it at first and I was like, oh, they're just kind of saying the same things over and over again. I just scroll past that stuff. I just kind of look what, and this is how much of a hipster, um, hipster conspiracy theorist I've become because I've, I've realized that now. I'll look at how many responses something has. If it has like 100, 200 responses, I don't even bother looking at it. I, that might not be the best, especially for content for the show. But for me, that means there it's probably been super diluted at this point. People are probably rolling, things like that. But then um, the stuff that only has like 9, 50, 60 engagements, those are more obscure, right? So I like that. I like that stuff. Um, I didn't know that a eight eight chan got taken down by the by the FBI. But yeah, um so if it had use in it, that means like the FBI was the one submitting stuff. Yeah, you know, it, it's it you know, X is interesting because it's a not it's so fascinating to me. Because it's anonymous, it should be that everyone has no leg to stand on. But there's a weird psychological bent. People I could go on X right now and post something semi-believable and say, you know, I used to work at Los Alamos Labs and I haven't worked there in a couple of years, but here's something we were working on. And if I use the right words, if I, if I phrase it the right way, because I know how to construct a conspiracy theory, people will actually believe it. And they don't realize that it's not somebody who works at Los Alamos Labs. It's a 45, it's a 45 year old man who has a horrible sore throat and is playing Far Cry 5. They, they, but we all, it should, see, when I go to X, I think everyone on here is just somebody, regardless of what they say. That's what my expectation is when I come into that. So when someone comes in and they said they used to be Epstein's bodyguard, I go, it's just some guy saying this, but I'm going to read this narrative. This seems really interesting. That was one that I got in because I'm a hipster. I got in early enough. It did balloon. It, it ended up going through multiple threads, but um, yeah. But I start off with that. I don't. I don't buy into what the, the everyone's the same thing. But it's this weird psychology that everyone is important. In a, a, yes, in a spiritual sense, in the sense of the universe, we all are important. People feel that importance. But um, yeah, I just I like X. I know what I'm looking for. I look for the obscure stuff. I check out the iceberg stuff, obviously. That was another thing. I got a lot of comments on the YouTube channel about my should we melt the conspiracy theory iceberg. A lot of great discussion. A lot of great discussion regarding the um, can religious can demons disguise themselves as religious icons. That it was a great episode to end season 14 on. I've gotten emails and YouTube comments. A lot of people commenting on that. And basically everyone's saying, yeah, there's biblical evidence that shows that that can happen. Um, Burkoff, Borkoff asked you, I think I'm on a watch list. I asked that question. I, I answered that question, I believe during one of my other live streams or my, um, third anniversary special, but I'll answer it here. I think everyone's on a watch list. I don't think I'm on any, I don't think I'm on any special watch list. And if I was, 
um, they're probably laughing at the cell. <laughs> Sorry, when I make fun of my reptilian controllers, they reactivate my sore throat. I think they're probably, I mean, I think we're all on a watch list. I, uh, if I'm on some sort of specialized watch list because of my search terms, which again, reptilians, Hillary Clinton, stuff like that. I, it's so funny because I'm still paranoid, but I used to be, because remember, I'm, I've gone through this journey where I used to believe all the conspiracy theories. I wasn't, didn't believe in like, not like uh, JFK, I was always, that's old, but I was a 9-11 truther. I was. I believed that 9-11 was, um, I always believed that, I didn't know if it was controlled demolitions, but I believed that the government was behind it. Now I'll think that the government may have known, it may have known more of what was coming than they led on to. But, and I think there probably were people in the government who may have been working with Al-Qaeda, who've been bought off. I think that's possible too, but I don't think George Bush and Dick Cheney were, you know, behind it, were actually engineering it. But I, that's when I used to be really paranoid, back when I actually believed in all these conspiracy theories that Bill Clinton was going to send in the U.N. troops and the Christians were going to be round up and shot in the streets and all this stuff. And I believed in all that stuff. And I went from really, really, really disliking Bill Clinton. I thought he was going to cause in the world to. And this was interesting. This shows why this is part of my political journey as well. I was super anti Bill Clinton. I didn't really have a problem with Hillary because she was just like. His second in command. I mean, everyone knew she was had a great deal of power in the White House, but I thought Bill Clinton was going to take over the world. Thought it was the Antichrist, and then George Bush comes into office, and I thought George Bush was going to take over the world. He was the Antichrist, and I remembered about halfway through the George Bush administration, I thought, well, they both can't be. They both can't be the Antichrist. It took me that long, and I remember thinking, maybe just everyone's corrupt. Maybe just all national politics. By the time you get to that level, you've made so many deals with people that you may think that what you're doing is right. I don't think what you're doing is right. You may think what you're doing is right, but you're not necessarily doing it to be evil, not doing it. Because I remember there was that big conspiracy theory that Dick Cheney used to hunt women on his farm. Yeah, you might have covered that on this show. I think I covered it once that Dick Cheney had this farm where they would kidnap women and he would hunt them with shotguns. Him and his rich, his rich buddies would hunt them. This woman came forward and said, I'd been hunted several times by Dick Cheney. She's all riddled with bullets like Daffy Duck. She came forward and said that she was constantly being kidnapped by Dick Cheney and being hunted and sexually assaulted by Dick Cheney. That was a really popular conspiracy theory. It sounds foolish now. Right? Dick, Cheney, Dick Cheney, for all intents and purposes, did shoot a man in the face on accident, and he lived. But I remember reading that at the time, and I was like, how do we stop that? How do we stop this madman? I used to believe in more of the real, real foolish stuff. So back then, I would have thought I was on a watch list more because I was like exposing the truth. I was on these forums, and I was... Typing this stuff out, like, what do you think? Da, 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 da. Nowadays, I don't think. I, nowadays, I think we're all on a watch list. Nowadays, I don't think I'm on a watch list for anything that I've done or said or anything like that. Just, it, but it's funny. It's so just coughing up. Yes, last night's adrenochrome. That conspiracy theory has kind of fallen off real quick, hasn't it? The adrenochrome. I don't see that pop up as much. I don't see that pop up as much. Yeah, a, a Braille hologram said, we're talking about export again, um, the nobody generals and uh, the succubus generals are instant skips. Yeah, the succubus generals, 
they they're eye catching because they always have some anime art. But then you just scroll past Rudy Jazz. I know Rudy Jazz is a huge fan of the movie The Borderlands. I haven't watched it yet. It's funny because I'm very familiar with the cover art of it. Um, we talk about it on the Patreon Discord all the time. I'll probably watch it during my vacation. Thank you for actually reminding me. I do have it, but I haven't watched it. Let's see here. Piddle Poo. Uh, what Magic the Gathering decks do you play? I'm going to play... Um, I, I, um, I'm I, oh, sorry. My throat, my throat's starting to hurt. Magic. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the magic, Magic the Gathering deck that I um, play, and I'm instantly going to lose a bunch of listeners. But before I do that, I want to say James Jones. I started at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're probably going to be ending soon. It's almost been two hours. My throat's starting to go out. And then, yeah, Red Sunflowers talking about um, other conspiracies they believed back in the time, Paul Wellstone being murdered. Um, Anthony, what was it? Uh, Supreme Court Justice Anthony Scalia. Was that the guy who, like, just died in his sleep? Again, those are weird. Those are people dying in their sleep. And those are weird conspiracy theories. And the timing was weird. And people thought that he was assassinating towards the end of Obama's administration so they could get another person into the Supreme Court. Those, see, to me, those conspiracy theories are far more fascinating than real raw news made up Hillary Clinton's in Guantanamo Bay because those are ones you really kind of go, hmm. it is true that people die in their sleep. It is true that Anthony Scalia, um, if, I'm pretty sure that's who I'm, you're like, Jason, no, that's that famous um, Italian cook. Um, interesting um, conspiracy theory. And I remember when I read that newspaper, that was one of those things that I was like, hmm, interesting timing. Um, Magic the Gathering deck. Here's where I lose a bunch of listeners. One, because I play Magic the Gathering. But two, <clears throat> Infect deck. Infect was a mechanic that they introduced for one season and they never brought back. No, not Slivers. Infect, dude. I run... Infect deck, I use um, the elves. I basically, I have a deck that, in a good combination, you're gone in three, you're gone like in two rounds. And in a normal game, I would play decks that people had spent a couple hundred dollars playing, building, a lot of money building these decks. And I'm beating them with like a $10 deck, maybe $15 deck. And even if I didn't beat them, they were sweating. They were sweating. Um, oh, uh, Infect came back. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to have to start playing. I haven't played in a long time. Once they, sh I haven't played in a long time. I was doing theater and then I started doing the show, but I would love to get back into playing Magic the Gathering. I love Infect deck. Here's my thing. <clears throat> I loved Infect deck because it weakens the other guy's creatures. I mean, when I play with my friends, I'll say, let's play Infect to 20 poison counters because the 10 poison counter, you guys, people are just like, I don't know Magic the Gathering. 10 poison counters is too much. It's too little. You can kill someone super fast. I've told friends, they go, dude, let's play to 20 poison counters. I like it just because I can permanently weaken other people's creatures. I love that. <clears throat> um, and um, there was another thing up here. And Piddlepoo, thanks for the donation as well. Um, Khaki Cube has asked, is there a regular <clears throat> schedule on these live streams? I want there to be coming, starting season 15. And Billy, this is what I was looking for. Billy, 4321 Able, thank you so much for your donation. But I'm glad 
I scrolled up here as well. Khaki Cube, starting season 15, we're doing some new stuff. We're going to be doing more live streams because originally I was doing live streams for Patreon supporters. I think it was twice a month, once a month. I want to try to get that out to everybody. And then we're going to be expanding. We're going to be uh, doing more stuff on TikTok. So if you want to see me dance, you want to see me dance, um, <laughs> don't join TikTok because you won't see me doing it on dance. But um, yeah, dude, um, I, Magic the Gathering is dope. I can never get into playing the video game um, because I, it's just something. To me, Magic's a lot about the like the poker face thing to it, and the video game is just too quick. I don't like it online, but I, yeah. In, in fact, deck that is that is my um, that is my go-to, and I see people are already complaining. Khaki Cube, Frexing Mana wasn't that the one where you could pay life? Or uh, I love Magic the Gathering. I was playing it. I won't say Alpha, but I was playing it in '94 is when I started, um, and it was like after high school. I graduated in '94, and uh, my stepbrother was like, "Dude, look at this game. It's just like Conan, but..." baseball cards. I was like, what? Give me those, you nerd. And I was looking at Royal Assassins and we had do Royal Assassins and um, the Shiv and Dragons and stuff like that. And it was just this really cool card game and I loved it. Um, what magic, Guh asked what magic to get my hairline. I don't know. Uh, Basque genetics maybe. I don't know. I need to, um, I, it's so funny. I just hopped out of the shower and I think if you watch the evolution of the, of the live stream you'll see my hair all slicked back i'm like hey everyone and then it's like slowly it's slow. this is what happens when you don't have enough adrenochrome your hair but look how gray it is I, my goal is to have the gray hawk that's exactly i might change the name of the podcast to gray hawk i'm gonna have a gray mohawk because it's going gray so fast i love it um a pink now this has become a match the gathering podcast now James Jones asks opinion on commander. I <clears throat> don't have time to build a commander deck. I would love to play commander. I would love to play more Magic the Gathering. I'd love to do a lot of stuff. I just don't have time for it. I would. I feel like I would love to just sometimes sit back and read comic books, read comic books from like the '90s and stuff like that. I just don't have time. Um, commander deck is really fun though. I've played it, and I've played popper decks. And I've played all sorts of stuff, uh, Two-Headed Dragon or Two-Headed Giant or whatever it is. I really do love Magic the Gathering. And I, I love playing with my friends. I actually just, I had like a, maybe a thousand cards I just gave to uh, my friend Veronica's son. Because I was cleaning stuff up. I kept my Infect deck. I kept two, three decks. I have a deck from like 95. It's an Ice Age deck. Maybe it's like 1996. I have an Ice Age deck I kept this whole time. I have a um, my Infect deck. And then I have a red-blue control deck and not a red-blue control deck like I'm controlling what you do. All the cards are, I take possession of your creature, I attack you with it, and then I fling it at you. And that deck was stressing people off, too, because I was playing people with $100 decks. I'm playing this $10, $15 deck. But they bring out a creature. Sorry, saw something weird outside. Um, they bring out a creature, and um, I take control of it and throw it back at you. So those are the three decks I have. Well, no, it's like this is what I saw outside. I saw three men, all of the same height, all wearing sunglasses, walking up to the – I was like, okay, cops. You know what I mean? Like that's generally what goes on. Um, but they weren't. They are were going to like a barbecue or something. They are going to the alien invasion barbecue right now. 
Um, but who you? Let me ask you this before we go. Let me ask you this: If you guys think this is a good idea, what if I offered? This is a bad. Actually, I've been told this is a bad idea around the world. I'm trying to get someone. Do you think I could? You know what? No, I'm actually not going to reveal it because it's probably such a bad idea that I'm going to do it. And I'd rather it be a surprise. I'd rather it be a surprise. Um, but yeah, no. So we'll, th there we go. That is a cliffhanger for you. You Now I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm always so funny because I am sketch. I'm always checking around. I remember I used to hang out with this chick a long time ago. We'd be walking. We'd always be walking on the road and stuff like that. Whenever a car drove by, I'd look, walking. This is probably back like in late 90s. When I do the evidence, trust me, guys, when I reveal it, you guys, you guys will be in the know. You guys will be like, oh, that's what he didn't want to mention. That's what he didn't want to mention. Um, I was, I, yeah, like James Jones said, NorCal, I'm walking through <laughs> Middle Pooh. If we can find Magic the Gathering conspiracies, cursed cards, dude, let's find some Magic the Gathering conspiracies. That would be dope. I'd love to do Magic the Gathering segment. I'm going to write that down. Um, I used to walk, me and this girl used to hang out all the time. Her name was Shalice. It was a weird name. Um, that's a long story, but in, not, not her name. Not that her name's weird. Shalice is quite the character. Uh, we'd walk in the street in a car drive by and it'd always look, it'd always look, it'd always look in the car. And she goes, dude, why are you doing that? I was like, because I don't know who that dude is, right? Like, he could be, he could be coming up to shoot me, right? And we hung out together so much that eventually she started doing it too. Like I have that type of paranoia that's infectious. That you get your head on a swivel, you start getting paranoid. But it's so funny because at a certain point, at a certain point I'm just like, oh, leaning back. Someone's like, dude, your door's not locked. I was like, ah, whatever. I have a weapon right here. And they're like, you, you're paranoid all the time. I lock my door when I take the trash out. I lock my door when I check the mail. <laughs> but every so often, I'll just be sitting there, sitting there in my chair, doors completely unlocked. But, yeah, we will. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Let me finish writing this note down. Magic together. You know what? Before we do, though, do there any last minute questions before we go? Because I do got to rest my throat, but I'm willing to ask, answer some more questions here. Oh, Joe Logan, you're right. Yeah, that will pop up a lot. I, I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I've had a. I, my question is, um, I I can't figure this out. We have stories about cursed movies. We have stories about cursed books. We have stories about songs that will drive you mad or make you poop your pants and stuff like that. I've since the beginning of the show. I spent a couple months. I haven't looked recently, but I cannot find any stories about haunted comic books, comic books that were pulled at the last minute because they were cursed. Like, sure, there are, I found stories about like comic books that were controversial that got pulled, but how come there's no creepypasta? The creepypasta is not the worst right word because that's, it implies that it's fictional, but how come there's not lost media legends about comic books? The same thing we see about television shows. You know what I mean? Isn't that weird? Because it's such it's been around since the 1930s. We have stories about films that are lost because they cause the audience to go mad. And some of those stories are real. Most of them, I mean, most of those stories are fake. Some of them are real. But we don't have anything without comic books. And I find that interesting. We have cursed, we have more video 
cursed video game stories that have been around literally half the time as comic books. And comic books are inherently so personal. It's this. You're like, Jason, what are you reading? Chick tracks? Those are like the super smallest, um, super smallest um, <laughs> comic books to read. I don't know. I'd like to find that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there are cursed magic cards out there. Let's see here. And then I saw some other questions pop up here real quick. Am I still planning on doing the sack meet meetup, James? I'm I, I'm just too paranoid. It sucks. I I I want to get to the point where I am can do that, but the thing is, is like especially in Sacramento, it's been a long time. But there are people that don't like me, and there's people who don't like me because of the show. There's people who don't. There's a lot of people. I get hate mail constantly because of the show. I get YouTube comments constantly just talking trash to me. But um, then I have, that, that's fine. Then I have people who, who physically don't like me, who didn't like me when I lived in Sacramento. And for me to announce where I'm going to be, at a, I remember I was having this conversation with people, you know, personal friends, and I go, it's not smart for me to say, I'm going to be at this location at this time in Sacramento. And everyone is like, oh yeah, ab, ab, that's, that's a terrible idea, Jason. That is so terrible because some grudges never die and it could be nothing. Someone could come down there to just yell at me because of something I did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Someone could come and really want to, you know, do me damage. And because I'm on foot, you know, I don't have a car. I haven't driven in years. I just like walking everywhere. Even though I know the city like the back of my hand, I'm going to outrun a guy who's like driving next to me going, you suck. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. If you stop walking, this has immediately become that Stephen King novel. If you stop walking, I'm all pooping while I'm walking down the street. We're going to shoot you. Like it's just, I can't guarantee my safety or your safety if you guys came out there. And then some bunch of yahoos that I pissed off back when I was in college, I'm rolling up in a pickup truck and all of a sudden there's a huge fight. You just wanted to come to a podcast meetup and now we're back to back. Just You're like, dude, I thought we were going to like talk about gray aliens. Now some guy's swinging a chain towards my face. I just can't do it. Why do countries exist? Ask, what's it like being the best podcast in the world? What's it like? Better question is, what's it like having the best podcast listeners in the world? You guys are awesome. You guys are really, really cool. And I appreciate the way that you guys not only treat me, but treat each other. And I love that there is this community with this show. Um, really, really appreciate that stuff, guys. Because we talk about some wild rough and tumble topics, right? We talk about conspiracy theory stuff. We talk about like weird, weird things. And sometimes that can attract really uh, weird people. And the, we're the good weird, right? We're the good weird where we have fun with the stuff. And we do believe some of it. We we may believe all of it, but we don't let it dominate our lives or dominate our personalities and stuff like that. So you guys are a great audience. I, I love you guys. Um, Rudy Jazz, will you ever cover the YouTube blood cult? That, that was something I you recommended that before. Other people have recommended that before as well. Um, I looked into it. I did some research on it. It's possible. I think what happened was when I was looking into it, it was widely being covered. And so sometimes I'll, I'll make it when I'm trying to figure out to cover a story. A lot of times I'll make these determinations. Um, and part of it is the timing. And if it's currently like real, like the Wayfair news thing, I never really talked about that. I was on break. It happened and everyone covered it. And so by the time I got back from break, I was like, well, that happened. I think I mentioned it briefly. 
Um, the YouTube blood cult wasn't as big as Wayfair, but basically, if I remember correctly, it's just some guy online on YouTube has videos about like cutting themselves. And then he was getting other people to cut themselves and it was some sort of ritual thing. And some people thought it was a LARP. Some people believed he was taking advantage of these people, which if he's getting them to hurt themselves, that's awful. Um, but that's like, a, I mean, again, I looked into it months and months and maybe a year ago at this point, back when it was first kind of popping off and I may cover it, but I'd have to, so those are stories that I'll say, I have to figure out another angle on it. There are certain stories that, Seem to be not, they're not super popular, but they're popular enough. There's other resources I've done more research on them that I, I want to kind of figure out another way to do it. Big Boss, would you ever consider making a mini series on how to research small and obscure theories? That's a very good, um, that's interesting. I get a lot of emails about that. Um, how, they go, How do you find this stuff? Because they go, I've looked all over for, you know, Aigless Travel or something like that. That gets part of my training as a journalist is like, search terms, but Google's made it super simple. I just change my search filters for a very limited time window and then I'll find stuff easier. That's probably the biggest tip, but that is interesting. Like how to research, that would be interesting to do a little conspiracy theory. Cause I know with more people, Piddle Poo asked, how is my heart? My heart's doing really, really good. My, uh, my biggest concern is my sore throat, but yeah, no, I'm overall very, very healthy. Very, very good. Oh, and here's a uh, uh, Lanikia also asking about the blood ritual as well. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like it's popped up and I know there's an interest in it, but I would like to, um, I have to find a good angle on it. Um, let's see. I had a few more things here before I head out. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Uh, Khaki Q, when is the next season? Sorry. It should, I think I'm planning it on August 3rd. So it'll be a Tuesday. Yeah, August 3rd. I got two weeks left of vacation. Really looking forward to it. I'll be healthy, so that'll be good. Um, John Gooey, the Cursed Books, The Blind Owl. I'll, I'll look into that. Is that what, like the, the Crocodile book? Yeah, and then uh, Billy, 4320, songs that turn, drive people to suicide. Yeah, we have that. Um, I have not heard of the Cursed Anime Statue, Bluebird, but we do have like cursed music. We have cursed movies. We have cursed books. Cursed video games, but no cursed comic books. I find that so fascinating. Borkoff asked, I should, Borkoff said I should make a Dead Rabbit Radio iceberg. I've really considered it. I really considered it making an iceberg because the I just looking at the topic titles. But then, you know, it's so funny because I considered it. But the show goes so quickly. Like, think about it. We've covered about 1,400 stories. Stories. 1,400 stories in the past three years. Majority of those completely obscure. So, I mean, like that would mean multiple. I, even if we only covered the top 700, that still would dwarf any other iceberg out there. Um, let's see here. Yeah, UG, people, it's, it's people, there's not so much, some people hate the show because of the content, like Force Fin People or what I'm talking about, like the, uh, the Maleficent Luciferian Order, whatever it was, I get hate from them. And then some people just hate me. And that's one thing you can't, people are always going to hate you. That was one thing I remember realizing really early on in my life. Not everyone's going to like you. And you can't get everyone to like you. People are just going to hate you. And it could be stuff you can control or stuff you can't control, but don't care anyways. People hate you. I've had people, I've been a public figure since I was 17, right? I was a journalist. For ages, my name was in the newspaper. I was constantly out interviewing people. I was constantly out basically getting in people's faces, asking them questions they didn't want to answer, and then putting my name at the top of an article with quotes 
about them and exposing them for what they did. I've been getting hate mail, death threats. I've had people show up at my houses. I've had phone calls late at night that people harass my family. I've had that stuff. People show up at my work. I've had that stuff happen since I was 17 years old. Because I went from being a journalist and then I was a musician, a very confrontational rapper. And then I'm doing this. Like it's old hat to me. It's old hat to me. I've gotten in physical fights over stuff that I've said. I've been stopped at grocery stores. You need to, I mean, seriously, you need to stop writing those articles, dude. That actually, that actually was two cheerleaders. That actually was two, there weren't cheerleaders, they were drill. Back when I was in high school, when I worked at the school newspaper, this is actually before I was 17. It's like, this happened when I was 17, but I was going to the local grocery store and there were these two drill students, and I would I had written this article that was just trashing drill squad. I was like, "You're second-rate cheerleaders." Yeah, <laughs> they didn't shouldn't have published it. I was super mean to them. Everyone laughed at the drill squad. And I was walking in, and there were these two girls, and they were wearing their drill squad uniforms. They're basically like second-rate cheerleaders. They had little cheerleader uniforms, and the, they were like selling cookies. They were fundraising or something like that, and they knew me. And they stopped me, and the one girl goes, you need to stop writing articles about how horrible we are. We work really, really hard. And she's like, I'm just going to, like, buy some shampoo or something. She's yelling in my face. This little girl, And the other girl sitting there, she's like, he's graduated, so we don't have to worry about him anymore. He won't be here next year. And she's, she huffs. And I laughed. I chuckled. That is, that is so normal for me <clears throat> that I've, I, I've had people try to beat me up over stuff that I've said. Um, so when I get it now with Dead Rabbit Radio, I get emails constantly about, oh, you fat loser, da 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 It's just, it, I, it is what it is. That's what happens. But it, I, the reason why I'm telling you that is, I, like, I have a friend of mine who's a game designer. He made a game. And I go, hey, how come you never released that game? He goes, oh, I don't want to deal with weirdos on the internet. And I go, bro, you can't think like that. You can't think like that. And I'll tell you this right now, the crazies are going to find you no matter what. Whether or not you follow your dream and you do something on the internet or you're just walking down the street, crazy person's going to find you no matter what. You've got to do it. So, yeah, I, I remember once I was telling Veronica, so I was having coffee with Veronica, my friend, and she goes, I can't stand it when people criticize me. And I laughed and I go, today, that morning, I had gotten an email from someone calling me an act, a fat mother effer. And she goes, how do you do it? And I said, like, I've been getting these emails since I've been getting worse since I was 17. Right. Like, and, OK. That's fine. Like, whatever. I mean, it just keeps constant. It's constant, but you can't let it slow you down. Because imagine if I got that email or I got yelled at by that drill squad student in 17 and I go, oh, I don't like this feeling. It's not a fun feeling, but you just go, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and what if I said, oh, I'm never going to be in the public eye again? You're like, Jason, you could at least stop making fun of teenage girls. I don't know why you're I don't know if you're trying to equate exposing conspiracy truth and people trying to suppress it versus you openly mocking teenage girls in a school authorized newspaper and making them the laughing stock of the school. But you know what I mean? Like, imagine if I had heard that back then and go, I don't want any part of this. Or when I was a rapper and people were constantly threatening to beat me up, I would get emails, people threatening to beat me up. One of them was when I first started out in my career, this, I had never done a concert yet. I had released my album. And I was doing stuff locally. I was, I was just like meet and greets and stuff like that. And some guy wrote an email to me and said, me and the Bloods are going to show up at your next concert and kill you. And I remember I saw my friend, I was with my buddy Ryan. I go, next concert? 
I haven't even had a concert. And Ryan goes, yeah, it's not the most well thought out death threat. <laughs> he didn't research it at all. But you know what, what? Did that mean I didn't go outside for a couple of days? No. You know, I, I whatever. Like this, <laughs> there's a bunch of bloods breaking right now. You just got to do it. Like people hate, some people hate the show. Some people hate me. Some people hate, just hate. Some people just hate, you know, and you can't really control that. But whenever someone's hating on you, just imagine them as a 17-year-old drill squad student yelling at you as she's trying to sell cookies or donuts or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was good times, good times, good times. Uh, Rudy Jazz asks, will I ever write an autobiography? Your life is so fascinating. I No, probably not. Um, I'm not a big autobiography. I don't see. I, I, I think I would self-censor too much. I'd be like. I would leave stuff out. I mean, that, that that's not a good autobiography. People were like, wait a second. Uh, you just left out. You just wrote Lost Summer. And then you just go to the next chapter. What was that? Um, yeah, YouTube commentary. It's so funny, Big Boss, because I cuss a lot in real life. But I don't cuss on the show for the main reason so people can listen to it at work. It's so funny because I say that. I always say that. And then I get the YouTube comment. You talk about diarrhea and meth all the time. We cannot listen to this show at work. It's super disgusting. Quit saying you don't cut. Because yeah, in real life, I cut. I remember when I was in college, someone said, you know what's funny? I think the, pre the presnidone has kicked in because I feel more energetic. The steroids have kicked in. Um, someone said in college, I've never met an English major who cusses as much as you do. Um, and I, I said, F yeah. And I don't know if I was that Woody. And that's not even Woody. Um, uh, root, root snoot, um, snoot, going back to an earlier thing, I think you could tell dogs, modern dogs are genetically altered. It's interesting. I, as I, I as I have that conspiracy theory, not a conspiracy theory, but that evolutionary thing of that, if we disappeared, would dogs still be known as would they be? I think that is the argument that, yeah, you could say, well, Jason, no, we could tell because I guess that I, I always believed like there could be ancient civilizations that far predated mankind or humans as we know them today. That's still possible. But I remember I did an episode on it a long time ago and scientists say we wouldn't know. This is so fascinating to me because we can always come up with these observational conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But they go, we would know. Very simple because the nitrates in the soil would be different. We can tell there was no mass agricultural stuff uh, before us. The soil would be different. Something that small. So a civilization that large would have to have mass agriculture. We just know that. And either for themselves or for their livestock or for both. And we don't see any of these, we don't see any of the soil changes that we see with society. So they go, there were civilizations that died out before we came. Before, you know, what we know of today as Assyria, what we know of today as like Lebanon and stuff like that, or other, you're like, Assyria is not around anymore. But that, yeah, it would be something that they could just go genetically, we can tell that these dogs were, we were taken care of. Hunter, welcome, Hunter, uh, it's recommended to be our Sacramento bodyguard. I do appreciate that. But again, yeah, it's just uh, interesting. Joey, gooey, more dog. Spoiler alert stories uh, next season. Yeah, that was a trippy one. But see, the thing is, is like those ones are always so hard to find. Those things are always so hard to find. Billy, 4321, Abel, how do you not get lost in conspiracies and go off the deep end? What keeps you grounded? Um, 30 years of doing this. Um, that's really what it is. I, 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 
I always go back to this, and I mentioned this earlier in the show. You have to look back at conspiracy theories that failed. Like, I honestly believed that Bill Clinton was going to take over. And then I believed that George Bush was going to take over. So when the same conspiracies popped up with Obama, with Agenda 21, with the body bags, with him not leaving office, I remember going, this is dumb. This is dumb. I've been fooled twice now. This is dumb. And then the same thing popped up with Donald Trump. And the thing, same thing will pop up with Joe Biden. And when I see conspiracy theorists that are younger than me, I totally understand it. I totally understand it because that's where I was. But when I see conspiracy theorists my age or older who have been in the game as long as I have, I go, how are you still getting fooled? Now, I can still get fooled by conspiracy theories, but I'm saying, like, you can't keep thinking that every single president is going to be the last president. You're At that point, you're just not learning from your mistakes. So I think that's how you keep grounded is you remember the ones that don't pay off. Let's see here. I got a ton ton of more stuff. I, am I going the wrong way? Yeah, here. I, I don't know how many more of these I can answer, but um, let's see here. Yeah, Steve MND talking about the lost media comic book. That would be an interesting conspiracy theory if it had something to do with the comic code, why they really introduced that. Um, Jackson App mentioned the Nicolas Cage movie Pig. I have seen the trailer for that. I don't know if I will check that out yet. Um, I haven't seen the reviews of it, but it, it's funny because I first thought it was going to be like a a John Wick type of movie, but then it looked like he was just kind of pushing <laughs> pushing people around. At Joe Logan, the Eggless Travel was my gateway drug. I love that episode. Eggless uh, uh, Travel is still one of my favorite episodes. Oh, and I think my mom's pulling up, so the show will be ending soon. Uh, Mario wants more Spanish stories. I love it when you butcher our names. It's always great. Um, let's see. Have you ever had an episode where you've had a, had a trigger warning? The only episode, only times I've ever done that is when, because most of my show is really lighthearted. When I do an, an episode that is completely disturbing, like the one about the bear was totally mutilating the families and it was eating children out of its mother's arms. That one, because that's funny, I just pulled that episode up the other day. That episode, I go, this episode is very disturbing. There's a lot, when you get, you imagine if you watch episodes of Friends and you watch Friends every single day, and then one, one episode, Joey gets like his guts ripped down, there's organs everywhere. You expect a lighthearted show, and then that happens. I, I think that I'll give you a warning for that. But other than that, no, because a lot of times I'll talk about dark topics, and for me, it's a more of a spoiler thing. I'm wrapping up right now, but you'll be good. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. My mom's coming in. I'm going to go help her bring in the laundry. Thanks so much. I know there's a bunch of other questions here I wasn't able to get to, but I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. I really appreciate you guys sticking around. And I'm going to look up some Magic the Gathering stuff. That's how I'm going to spend my afternoon. Thank you. And, guys, thank you so much for being – that would be a better show, Bluebird. And they say hi, Mom. Everyone's saying hi to you. Oh, hello. She's saying hello. I love you guys, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye. That's so funny. You're saying tell your mom hi. I appreciate you guys as well. <laughs> <clears throat>